Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free. Uh, we mean it. If you're brand new to the program, you can call in about anything. The number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, that's 800-259-9231 as we return to our normal weekday programming schedule on Free Talk Live after having gone to... Three days of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, all three days, in fact, I guess technically four days, Thursday through half the day Sunday. Anyway, it was a lot of fun, and we were broadcasting live on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. If you missed those programs, you can download them right from the front page of freetalklive.com. Grab them free, of course, as we always have our archives free for you. And if you missed it, uh, it was a blast. Come on out next year. They've already set the dates, June 24th through the 26th. 7th, I believe, 28th? Crap, I don't have it in front of me. But it's going to be happening uh, another Thursday through a Sunday next uh, next weekend. And, of course, they're doing it at uh, the same campground, Rogers Campground, the Free State Project's 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival. Head over to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. I'm sure pictures and things like that will be posted up here shortly. I know that people have been posting them all over their Facebook profiles, and a lot of people... With positive feedback saying they had a great time this weekend. Gardner Goldsmith joining us in the studio tonight. And Garda, you also had a good time this weekend, did you not? Amazing time. So many more people this time. It just uh, just heartwarming to see all the all the faces I knew and all the new faces. All the kids. It was a lot it was of children. Amazing. I mean, what did they say? Twice as many people this year as last year. It was just incredible. about. I I heard both. I'm still not sure what oh. the the final numbers were, but either way, it was an overwhelming success. It was great. And you're still Studio audiences were great. Uh, it was just—it's great to know that so many people believe in freedom, and what you guys are doing is awesome. So, way to go, brother! So, enough back padding uh, and recapping. <laughs> it was a great weekend. If you came out, thanks for coming out, and saying hi, uh, and come out next year. It'll be a lot of fun if you missed it. Uh, if you missed it this year, come out. All right. So, there's a lot to talk about here tonight. In fact, just an addendum, I suppose, to this weekend's broadcast. A uh, quick email from Ken. He says, I heard you repeatedly say that the White Mountains aren't white during your Porkfest podcasts. They weren't That's because white. it's the middle of summer and yes. they looked pretty green to me. But he points out that they actually are. The color white, he says, is in reference to the rock formations themselves. The White Mountains are the result of vulcan, uh, volcanism that occurred between 100 and 200 million years ago. That's right, he says. New Hampshire was covered in volcanoes at the time. The Moat Mountain uh, the Moat Mountain Magma series is a felsic to intermediate igneous rock which essentially just means that it is light colored minerals. Similarly, the Green Mountains in Vermont also refers to the color of the rock which hmm. is metamorphosed oceanic crust and sediment. Wow. Just a geology update from somebody who's really interested in that kind yeah, of stuff. That's great. Well, now we know. So, yeah, awesome. so yes, the White Mountains are still white even though it's the middle of the summer. They're covered in green things. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a gorgeous place up there. Oh, and by the way, Ian, uh just got to compliment everybody who organized everything uh and um you know, <laughs> Carla was just fantastic and we had so much fun there. It was it was He loves to kiss butts, doesn't he? I just it's had his so favorite much fun, thing to do. Now, Carla did, the organizer did. of the Pork Fest did an awesome job. I don't know know if she's doing it again next year but i hope so because she did great yeah uh oh i was laughing you heard me laugh there i read the last sentence in his email he says i wish i could have made it to pork fest this year unfortunately it coincided with the gilsum rock swap so apparently <laughs> he's into rocks big time he is huh? so into uh geology 
that he went to the rock swap instead of going to Portland. Either that or he's one damn funny guy. Hand, hand-painted sign for the Gilsum rock swap <laughs> on, on Route 12 as I was driving by. <laughs> hey. It probably wasn't a really exciting event. By the way, as an aside, did you guys see the signs for the American Recovery Act things on the highways as you were driving no, up? what is the American if, if Recovery you, Act? It's uh, this stimulus. whole, you know, the big stimulus package. They have these signs made now. They look just like your other highway signs, but they have a little, they're green and white, and then they have this orange thing atop it for the construction area and of course they're on areas of the highway in new hampshire that don't need any work yeah it's the tennessee valley authority your tax dollars at work it's just a it's yeah, a, i didn't stuff. see that it's a new yeah. decade for the same old socialist programs that you know extended the depression will extend this this problem too i did notice though and actually it was thanks to menno one of our buddies up here that we were riding with on the way up mark he pointed out that there are in vermont on the interstate there are little indicators every 20th of a mile to let you know where you are. I yeah. heard about that. No, I, I, I pointed you? that out. Yeah, that was me. Credit so, to you then. It was amazing to me. I'd never <laughs> noticed it before, and it blew, blew my mind. They're numbered yes. by the mile and by the percentage of the mile. That so if somebody are. goes off the side of the road, which I guess they probably uh, you know prevent people from getting off a good distance off the side side of the road but if somebody goes off the side of the road and hits one of these reflectors because they're also they're numbered reflectors so they're not just mm-hmm. a mile marker which are relatively common these are t- a 20th of a mile marker yeah and, um, <laughs> so if somebody knocks one of these over you can't just stick your regular old reflector in its place you have to get the numbered reflector yeah. to stick now yeah. i i have to assume that at, at the highway department they have they're able to produce these with little vinyl letters uh, uh, i don't think they produce them at the highway department they probably contract out to it some contractor somebody made up a bankroll off it, of that either, job. Either one of those is possible, but yeah. uh, it wouldn't be too difficult to replace them, but it's it's more difficult than just sticking a reflector in place. And the other thing you have to ask is, is it necessary? Do you need a reflector every, every, 20th, of every 20th of a mile in all places? On straight road, do you need that? Yeah. And I don't, I, I personally don't think you do, and no. it, 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 it's it, it sort of mandates that you put a, um, a reflector in all those places. Plus, you know, I know it makes it easier for the tow truck to find you, and you can't always see. Why don't the, they do it the, on the every pre- road? <laughs> I don't there know. There you go. You can't always see the the next mile marker or the previous mile marker. Obviously, the previous one would be turned around. But at this point, you know, you at no point in Vermont do you have to walk more than a fortieth of a mile in order to get to the nearest mile marker. And and yeah. how far can you see at that point? Uh, yeah, you can see a lot of those things. They at once. really could eliminate half of these reflectors and still do the. Same job. Yeah, it's madness. It's ridiculous. And if it's a safety issue, then they should be on all the state roads, too. Maybe they're getting to that. Maybe, you know, they have to take it slow because they don't have a whole lot of money there. God, it's insane. Uh, Anyway, uh, so let's take your calls about whatever's on your mind. That's the point of the program, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Richard in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Richard. Oh, hi, um, uh, Ian, Mark, and uh, Gardner. Uh, Oh, man, I have uh, this problem there. Uh, Two weeks ago... uh, I got an infraction now for uh, for driving while using a cell phone. Uh, All right. Okay. Already. And uh, I went to try settling it. Like I, I read and always heard that it was always a, a twenty dollar fine they have to pay. You know, and uh, I really didn't want to go through all these hassles. You know, of uh, you know the court and all this stuff. So I was just gonna you know kneel down and pay it. Well, I, I find out today that. Uh, they want me to pay $127 for this. Okay, why is that? Well, I, I spoke to a lady. I was appalled, you know. Uh, she was saying uh, 
there are all of these these fines. There's an infraction. Fee, I mean, not fines. Uh, fee, there's an infraction <laughs> fee, service fee, and a couple service of other fee. fees just tacked onto it. It's ridiculous. Before, before you go any further, where are uh, you? California. Uh, Stockton, California. California. I see. Oh uh, yeah. So is it this? Yeah. Are they state or local fees that you have to pay on your fine? I, I can tell above. you exactly. She was just saying. Uh, she That's... just strictly told me that there are no twenty dollar fines. Well, what so, do you? Sorry, Ian, no. go ahead, man. I was just oh. going to, to clarify. So this was a cell phone charge? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me tell you what happened. I was, I was on the phone. I mean, uh, I, I, somebody called into me, and I, I pick up, and I tell him, I'm driving. I'll, I'll call you back. Uh, the phone call was honestly, I'm, I'm, I know it sounds like I might be fibbing or whatever, but uh, I was on the phone for less than 15 seconds. Okay. And then by that time, uh, cops snipe me, you know, like, you know, I, you know, he, he gives me that. He asked me if I've been on the cell phone. Uh, I didn't want to make it worse by lying. So, yeah, I, I did, in fact, say that I was on the cell phone. You know, I'm curious about this because there's been times I've thought about this same infraction before. What if I lived in uh, one of these places that has one of these rules? And I don't know about you, but I've heard noises coming from the radio before and then picked up my cell phone and held it to my ear mm. for a moment to hear whether or not it's ringing. Have you ever done that? Mm. That's not uh, me, but you've never you've never heard a cell phone ring and then reach for then yours? Then again, mine's always on vibrate, so that's probably okay. why. Yeah, yeah well, my, mine was on vibrate as well. Well, what I don't you, know. I'm not asking about all. what happened specifically. I'm asking, has this ever happened to you? That you heard a ring, heard, have heard some kind of noise that sounded like a cell phone ring, picked yours up and kind of held it to your ear to make Apparently sure it was yours illegal, ringing. Apparently that's illegal, though. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. But that's illegal, though, right? Holding a cell phone to your ear, whether you use it or not. Apparently having a cell phone in your hand is also uh, illegal. because because right, you could be talking on it. Right. Does it matter whether you've actually dialed the number or are actually talking to someone or have answered the call? I don't know. I want to bring it back here. Richard in a moment talk about this in this madness that is spreading across the country it's free talk live are you moving to new hampshire for the free state project maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own mark warden the porcupine realtor will help you find the perfect property do you want a home with 50 acres of land how about an income producing building perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area invest in liberty and property contact mark warden porcupine realtor See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It is Ian with you. And Gard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and uh, we give them all away to you, including the updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Join Paul Kirchner, author of More of the Deadliest Men Who Ever Lived, as he discusses some of the world's greatest warriors and what made them so deadly at paladinpodcast.com. You can also listen to other authors such as Lauren Christensen and sniper expert John Plaster talk about their latest titles. Visit Paladin Press where you can browse more than 800 videos on self-defense, sniping, firearms, and more. Remember paladinpress.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. Richard is in California telling us about uh, the recent incident with a police officer where he was sniped. And that means he was caught for talking on his cell phone. Well, actually, what it sounds like, Richard, according to your story, is you took a phone call in uh, California where there's a state law against apparently talking on the phone while driving. Can you even use the headsets in California, or is it just uh, a total ban? 
Uh, yes, in fact, you can use a uh, hands-free. He, he even questioned me on that, asking if I had a hands-free device on me uh, when he got me with that. Now, with a, so with a hands-free device, does that mean that, that you're free? And I'm just trying to understand their rules here. Uh, does that mean you're free to pick up your phone with your hand and answer the call with a button press and then talk? Or that you have to be able to actually tell the phone ver- verbally, phone, please answer, or whatever it is. I don't know how you do that. I don't know if they have phones like that. Or answer the call, or whatever the you know the phrase is. Do you have to have like a voice-activated phone, or are you allowed to just press a button to, to start the call? Oh, well, I don't know exactly, but I, I presume that they would allow me uh, to, you know, open up the phone, press the button to say, okay, to the phone, and then it goes to my ear dongle or speaker on my dash or, I mean, you know. Isn't that as dangerous? I mean, as far as the danger level is concerned, isn't it the taking your eyes off of the road to look and see who's calling me? Do I want to answer this? Click yes, click no. You know, isn't that kind of one of the most dangerous parts? Uh, Having the phone to your ear is certainly distracting, no doubt about it, but is actually holding the phone to your ear versus having the the insert in your ear any more distracting? Yeah, the in and out, dialing or answering, one or the other. That's when your eyes are off the road. I, I'm, oh, just, sure. I, I'm not asking you because you necessarily know what their rules are. Uh, obviously, you already admitted that you don't know. Uh, and you also admitted to the cop that you were on the phone. What do you think would have happened had the officer asked you if you were on the phone and you just uh, declined to answer the question and responded back with something like, am I under arrest? Am I being detained? I refuse yeah. to answer because it might be a violation of, my, of the Fifth Amendment. Well, I've always thought about how I would respond to a police officer in my face because this is really the first time I've ever been pulled over or had mm. any problems in my entire life. I was scared. I was, like, intimidated yeah. by him, you know? Yeah. Absolutely, I know. Just I, out of curiosity, were you driving uh, dis- in a dis- distracted fashion uh, when you answered the phone? That's I mean, the key. Was, it, uh, was there any danger presented to uh, anyone on the road? Oh, no way. I was, I was the only car in my lane within... So far, you know, and uh, I, I wasn't, I don't feel, I didn't feel I was in any sort of danger or anything. I was completely calm, and I just handled that swiftly, and then, you know, within that time, he got me. Uh, that's what I was wondering, what you're planning on doing from here in. Obviously, you're sort of wondering about that, and getting the conditions of the road is very important, because in some instances, you can go to court, and if you do not want to challenge the um, the rationale or the uh, justification of the actual court system itself, if you just want to get out of out of the situation as quickly as possible, you can uh, plead nolo contendere and, and ask that you have your um, case put on file without a finding, which is essentially that, uh, uh, and they do this in most states, and you just check in California, but uh, typically what they'll do is if they know the situation on the road, and uh, if, you, if you give a plausible argument, say, oh, you know, I... I I thought it was a very important call regarding something or other. You know, I'll plead That's no not contest. Get you out of it. Yeah, you know, you'll you might. In well, many cases, they will waive the fine and, his case, and they'll put it on file for a year. If you do anything bad, then you'll have to pay the fine within that year. But if you don't do anything bad, it'll be taken off your record. At the very least, he told uh, he told he was only on the phone 15 yeah. seconds. Look, Your Honor, I can show you here. I was on the phone 15 seconds. This was the time that it occurred. Yeah. And I told the person that I was driving, and I would call them back. Yeah. It seems to me Sounds that I'm good. following, if not the letter of the law, the spirit of Your Honor, and I'm asking the you. The spirit is to keep you from using your phone at all times, and you'll probably. I mean, you can give it a shot. I know, and see what I happens. know you hate these people, but they I, are human, Ian. But their job isn't human. I understand that it's their job to collect money from people, but what Gardner just suggested does 
does allow them to find uh, someone guilty. Even if you have to pay the fine, you still don't get it necessarily on your record. You know, there's all kinds of things that one can do. I'm yeah, not just, saying you shouldn't give it a try. I'm just saying don't expect miracles. Yeah, that's all. That's a great point. Don't get your hopes up. Don't think that it being 15 seconds versus a minute and a half is going to in any way sway these people. And it depends, you know, like 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 I was they saying, want it just cash. depends whether or not you feel comfortable in, in trying something like that, uh, or if you feel philosophically that you've got to do more than that. Richard, any thoughts? Oh, well, I am going to court over this. Uh, t- like, after I uh, was told that I was going to pay 127 for it, uh, oh, my God, you know, I, I was outraged. Uh, there's no way I'm going to pay that. You might you as know, well milk them for all I feel pretty steadfast about it right now. Yeah, you might as well go and cost them as much money as you possibly can. I, I heartily endorse that tactic of of people that are being harassed by the state's agents to just go ahead and cost them as much as possible, take it to trial, you know, make them spend whatever money they need to spend to uh, to do that sort of thing. Unfortunately, it's going to be a drop in the bucket out in California because most people aren't doing that. And it, I, I think that kind of tactic makes the most sense when you're doing it along with a bunch of other people that are also doing the same thing when, when their time comes, if you will. Uh, but nonetheless, it's still worth it for the experience. It's worth it because maybe you know maybe there is a chance it might work or uh, you know, lower the amount that they extract from you. So good luck and thank you for the call and uh, and let us know how it works out. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And we continue with Slowman in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live, Slowman. Hi, Anna Guard. Hey, hey. I haven't heard Mark yet, so I don't know if he's there. I'm here. Uh, What's on your mind, I, dude? I did, I did get a uh, letter in the mail from the IRS. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that's quite all right. I don't really care, to be honest with you, but it says uh, that my 1040EZ does not show my original signature and that I have to sign a declaration at the end of the letter. So you return. sent in a tax form without a signature on it? I, I did sign it. I know for a fact that I signed it, so... So did you sign it something uh, unusual, or was it just a regular signature? It was my, my normal name, and uh, I sent that in, and then six months later, when they finally did get around to it here, they sent me a nice letter back saying, oh, I have to sign this and return it under, under penalty of perjury. Saying of that your signature wasn't good enough as it was presented, now they want you to sign something else? Yes, and I actually called the IRS to clarify this, and uh, hmm. the bureaucrat on the phone uh, he couldn't explain what it could possibly be. He just says, well, the signature must be bad. Well, bad. What exactly, bad. What exactly does that mean? It means oh, whatever yeah. I say it means. Now do as we demand. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly what he went to next. It was, um, it was, I asked him some questions about it. You know, what exactly is the threat if I don't send this back in? And he replied, uh, basically, just, why don't you just sign it? Just sign it and send <laughs> it in. What's your problem? You're not scared to sign it. You don't have anything to hide, do you? You know, yeah. like, the same crap they always go Just to. obey. Just obey, slave. Hey, hang on. I'll bring you back, slow man. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, I wonder how the IRS agents are little helpful phone operator folks. I wonder how, uh, how they would feel if you called and said, uh, I've got some questions and I'm recording this call. Would they still be so helpful? 800-259-9231. Not that they're very helpful anyways. The statistics. Alakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Alakees at A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. Again, that's 
A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. we got a lot of features, and they're all free, including live streams, broadband version, dial-up, webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can try them out by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Looking at the uh, uh, front page right here, they got Dean Coote's Relentless, uh, Robert Ludlum's Born Deception, and uh, Horse Soldiers, Michael Conley, all kinds of them out there. Big names, yeah. Yep, nice stuff. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL to get any of those free or pretty much or any, more. any yeah. book you want. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Let's continue with your call. Slowman is on the line in Wisconsin. You just got a phone or you got a uh, piece of mail from the IRS saying your signature on the 1040 form that you'd filled out uh, this year was not appropriate or something like that. And that they're demanding that you sign uh, the, the form that they sent you. Is that, am I understanding correctly, your story? Uh, that is correct, and it's apparently it's under penalty of perjury. Um, from what I can gather, I'm not being threatened by anything currently, but if I sign that paper, then I'm under penalty of perjury. Yeah, I so think I you're always really... under that penalty. Uh, I think oh, that's the course. standard threat on any IRS form that needs to be signed. I, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, it's been a long time since I've looked at one. So I, I guess I'm, I'm just very confused as, as to what actually to do about this. I mean, I'm... Yes. I'm why well, would you want to sign? Yeah, why would you want to sign a document that then puts you under penalty of perjury? But they all do that. I understand. So you I understand one, that. So what's all, another one? They they all do. However, that might be the. They're gonna when they when they take you to the trial for perjury if if this has ever been done and I don't know, and um, then they're going to wag one document likely not all of the documents that you've uh, signed. Well, in what front is of what's, the judge? What is the name of this document that they're demanding you sign? Uh, this is just a kind of a form letter. Uh, you know, dear dear customer. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, de- declaration. Uh, just under penalty of perjury, you. I declare that I have examined the return, which was not included, and I can't say that I have examined it. Oh, so that's interesting. It. Well, you examined it previously. <laughs> well, yes, of course, but I don't have it in front of me, and I'm not uh, going to sign this if I can't yes, examine precisely. it right now. Precisely, they could right. they could change it. This is amazing. That's that seems really questionable and and so you called the irs bureaucrats today and they would not tell you what would happen if you didn't sign it uh there was no express threat other other than uh we'll we'll send a follow-up letter (laughs) which will be another threat it's uh, more importantly do you have money coming back or or not no i I, uh, unfortunately had to pay him okay well they did cash the check they did cash it oh that didn't stop them from stealing my money of course that's key Well, that's very interesting. I I have to say, I mean, if anybody out there has any experience with something like this, would love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. You sent in the return, they cashed the check, then they send you this letter saying, well, your uh, return wasn't signed, and so we need you to sign this, which says you've had a chance to examine the return, which they didn't send you. 
And if you don't sign it, they'll send you something else later on down the line, which presumably will be some sort of further threat about how it is that uh, you would think it'd be failure to file. But yeah. then again, they've already cashed the check. So how could they charge you with a failure to file if they've taken the money that you sent them? <laughs> Did they take the money that you sent them and not, not zero out the account? Or uh, who knows what legal limbo your uh, your current situation is as far as with the uh, the IRS is uh, how it's how it's being seen by them i they're certainly not very forthcoming with their with their answers and and it doesn't sound like there's any immediate problem in holding back on this and waiting and seeing what happens i wouldn't give you any advice but it's from my from what i've heard so far it doesn't sound as though there's any, like you say any imminent threat beyond another letter coming from well, them i understood but at the same time you're kind of you're, you're you're trying to use logic to figure out the irs and if you read the 14th amendment i believe or the 13th excuse me 13th amendment it says that there's no involuntary servitude allowed in the united states mm-hmm. however you've got to fill out the irs form and to me that's involuntary to accounting um so you and know, sign if, anything if, they put in front of you. If you try to use their own laws to figure out their laws uh, based on the IRS, you won't be able to figure them out in the first place because they're contradictory. So who That's knows? True. It's very difficult to figure it out. However, I'm sort of with you. It doesn't. It's odd. It's very, uh, very question, odd. Question and a comment. Uh, uh, the comment first. Uh, I was uh, chatting with the boys here off the air, and I said, you know, it's kind of difficult when you're a piece of meat in the grinder to get some sort of mach- uh, response or, or anything responsiveness from the machine itself. And unfortunately, we're all meat in the grinder. And uh, the other thing is, uh, do you have a local office anywhere within driving distance of you to actually go in and meet somebody face-to-face and say, look, mm. this is what's going on. I'm tired of this. This is going to end pretty soon. What's go- you know, let's get this done. Uh, yes, there is a local office, and uh, now that you mentioned that, I'm I feel somewhat inspired to drive down there and uh, record a conversation. Yes, uh, that them. would be uh, brilliant. Excellent. Not that they'll know what they're talking about either. I mean, we've seen the statistics that show the IRS helpline uh, in- answers the most frequently asked questions. So they've got you know the ten most asked questions of the IRS agents. They answer those questions incorrectly, as if I'm recalling correctly, forty percent of the time. So that those are the people staffing the helpline. If you go into the IRS office where there's just some old lady that's working the front counter or something like that, uh, I don't know if they're going to know much more. But maybe you can get up to a supervisor and who knows maybe get an answer out of these people at the very least the audio tape or videotape uh will will be very interesting and enlightening so as far as i can tell it's it's utterly bizarre and uh slightly amusing since they're not being actually threatened with anything well when you when you figure out or when you take your next step whatever it is that that happens next if you get audio or video of your interaction with the uh, the bureaucrats Shoot it up to YouTube, and you know, then send us an email, link uh, link us to it, and uh, and call in and let us know what happened. Absolutely. All right, great man. Good luck out there, and uh, thanks for the story tonight. Appreciate the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Always a good idea to to keep in mind having a recording device handy upon any interaction with government bureaucrats. Ian, uh, do you think that? You know, somewhere local in New York or, say, uh, certain sections of of Boston or, you know, Chicago or wherever it might be, Detroit. When you're dealing with the mafia, New Jersey, um, do you think, you know, little families are sitting there getting together at dinner and saying, hey, you know, uh, I got shaken down before by the the gang. You know, Don Don so-and-so, Don Mm -hmm. Corleone, I, I... 
I sent them the money, but now they're saying that uh, I didn't sign off on this uh, sheet of paper correctly. I know I signed off. They told me I, I had to or they were going to kneecap me and take my right. car. So uh, now I got this letter that's saying I got to do more. I called them and they don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, it's just it's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Except you they won't kneecap you right away. I mean, they're going to give send you another warning letter, and then eventually sure, the, the there'll be another letter. Give you the opportunity to grovel. Um, you know, hey, you weren't smiling when you gave me that money. <laughs> <laughs> I think wow. you uh you ought to smile this time. Hey, but don't forget, <laughs> hey, I got something in my shoe here. You want to wipe it off for this me? This is Thanks. this is America we're talking about. I was listening to somebody a little bit earlier and talking about how um. Uh, you know, she was a, a proud American, a proud taxpaying American. And it just popped <laughs> into my head and I said, if you were given a choice between saying that you were an American and saying you were an, an individual, what would some of these people choose? You know, great question. Where did you hear this lady? Uh, she was on a talk show coming out of Boston, okay. you know, and uh, I just thought to myself, it would be interesting to pose the question, especially to these so-called patriotic people. To say, are you an American first or an individual first? Because when America infringes on that that a priori existence of yours, you better think again. You know. Well, censor eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's continue with your calls. Dan is in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan. Hi, guys. Hey, what's hey. on your mind tonight? I'm a proud, uh, sovereign individual, by the way. Excellent. Um, uh, I was stopped by a, a Tucson cop uh, last summer, mm-hmm. and it was uh, radar. And uh, it's been a long time since I've been stopped, and I've never done this before. But when he when he came up to my truck, I had only had my window rolled down about an inch. Ooh, did he? And like I had that my hands much? on my I had my hands on my steering wheel, and he came up and he asked me, "Do you, do you know why I stopped you?" And I knew why he stopped me, and I said no. And and he said. Uh, We will find out what happened in moments. Hang on. We're going to bring you back. 800-259-9231 was the window an issue with this cop. We'll find out. And whatever the rest of the story is. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that's on your mind at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. That's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give to you free. But if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we have a few different ways you can do that. One of them is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. We're actually going to talk a little bit more about one of Amazon's business practices that some might consider controversial that I think is pretty impressive. Uh, we'll get to that here in a moment, but uh, please go to amazon.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. You can buy a whole lot of products in uh, various different categories, uh, over uh, dozens of them, in fact, dozens of categories, even used items. You can purchase it all through Amazon. Amazon.freetalklive.com. You enter through that link. We'll get a cut of the sale. That's amazon.freetalklive.com. Dan is in Arizona, pulled over by a cop. And as he approaches the vehicle, you had your hands on your steering wheel, presumably the 10 and 2 o'clock positions, which is where they say that uh, police are most comfortable if you have your hands up on your steering wheel. Some have said the police are most comfortable if you actually hang hang your hands out the window. I tried that once, and uh, it really threw a cop off. Um, but, but you actually would not have been able to do that because your window was rolled almost all the way up. It had a crack. What would you say, about an inch or so uh, crack windshield? Or- That's right. Yeah, I, could, I could hear him just fine. 
So, uh, so your, your driver's side, your uh, driver's side window was cracked down. He comes up, asks you why, uh, if you knew why he pulled you over, you said no. You did know, though, it was speeding. And then he went on, or you went on to say, so what happened next? Go ahead and pick up the story. Well, yeah, he, he asked me very politely if I rolled down my window, and I said, no, I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Then he demanded that I roll down my window, and Uh-oh. I said, no. I said, no, I can hear you. He says, roll down that damn window, or I'm going to open up this door. And uh, I said, I don't think you should be able to do that. You have no probable cause to do that. And he says, I don't need any goddamn probable cause. Wow. Wow. And then, and then, and he says, and then I, and I just sat there. And the mistake I made was I didn't have my door locked. He oh, put his hand on his gun and opened up my door. Oh, wow. And then, and then, and then I just sat there. And he says, Give me your driver's license and registration. And my truck was a mess. And my registration was in my glove box, and it was it, the, the latch is broken, so I need a screwdriver to jimmy it open. Uh-oh. Oh, so I grabbed the screwdriver to open up my my glove box, and he says, put down that screwdriver. And I said, I need it to open up my glove box to get my registration. And he says, do you have a gun? And I just ignored him <laughs> and, and got my registration for him. And after I handed him all my papers, he went to the back, with his partner, I closed my door and rolled up my window again. Well, the window was already rolled up. Mm-hmm. And he was, I, I obviously really frustrated him. He did not expect me to do or that. Anyone yeah, to how him. dare you? I mean, how dare you question his demands and his commands of you? I mean, you are supposed to be an obedient little serf and do everything that he says. If he says get out of the car and do 25 jumping jacks, you better damn well do it or you'll get tasered, boy. Now, quick question. Well, the, disheartening thing, the disheartening thing about the whole thing is when I relate this story to, to my family and friends, they, they, they get astonished and they, and they look at me as if I did something really bad and yeah. I was really stupid. Wow, that's how they respond to you? Oh, it doesn't surprise that's, me. It's that's a common... exactly right. Well, I guess um, first, I have one more question that I'd like to uh, before I, I chime in. Did um, did you get the ticket? Oh yeah, I got the ticket. Now I'd like to say that I, as a convicted murderer, and I'm sure that must show up on some of their computers, less than half of the times that I've been pulled over do I get a ticket. And I think that it's um, you know I look these guys in the eyes, I smile, I say sir. Sometimes I won't say it anymore. Just like an obedient Quaker. little surf. Fine. I don't. Pe- I don't get the whipping. Do you understand? Do you do you do things like right. not so, bow down, like your down? Maybe what maybe what your family is saying is, hey, it's dumb to get a whipping. That's what they're saying. Sure, they feel because you're still a slave, and I'm still so a slave today. Right. So you getting a whipping doesn't really prove anything. I mean, like it could be coming. They could be coming from that angle. Hmm. Well, that's possible. I, I'm not sure, but it, it, it's. I, I'm astonished that uh, my family and friends just don't um, understand. Their, their rights or even care about them. I guess since they don't know them, they just don't know them. Well, it sounds yeah. to me I like I relate that to you guys. Thank you, thank well, you very much. Hey, thank yeah. you. Great call tonight. It sounds to me like his family uh, was actually criticizing him. Oh, I'm not. For, uh, I understand. Not, I'm talking about innately. People don't know the law because it's going to take three lifetimes to read all the laws. People obviously don't know it, and the guy was not. The law is whatever the cop says it is. Right. The law is whatever yeah, the cop absolutely. says it is yeah. in practicality. It isn't. It isn't in uh, rhetorical documents or the legal documents. If you mm-hmm. take these things up the line, but there's still just it, when you look at.
at the Supreme Court rulings, there's still just as good a chance that the Supreme Court would say he was obligated to roll well, down his GD window because the cop said so. Well, isn't Who it knows? interesting at every level, Mark? It, you know, it, the law is whatever the cop says at that moment. Then the law is whatever the the judge says it is at that moment. Then the law is whatever the appellate court says it is at, at, at that moment. And then it is what the Supreme Court says it is at every moment, uh, whatever they want it to be. And and in every instance, it's up to the arbitrary whim of people. Uh, people often yep. think that they they always pose this uh, false dichotomy. Are we a, a nation of laws or a nation of men? And, you know, first of all, I am not a nation, okay? So mm. shut up with that nonsense. And second of all, it's all laws are made by men. They're interpreted by men, whether it's the guy they're with the gun in front of you. Exactly. The right. whole thing is a setup, and they're enforced by the people who are they, – they gain their wealth from you. Yep. So just get over the fact that the the idea that it's a somehow a legal construct that's going to protect you. It's not going to protect you. It's set up to siphon away your productivity and your livelihood. Absolutely. And Ian's right when he says that uh, you know I I would answer in the in the manner of a good little surf because that's what we all are. Yeah. Is all this guy was doing was being a bad surf. Well, what would it take, Mark, for you? To draw a line in the sand and stop being such an obedient little serf. I mean, would it? Uh, what if they asked your wife to take her shirt off? Well, uh, there, at that point, you would be. Uh, um, you, you, I, for one, I think that the answer, the 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 right answer to the cop when he says, "I don't need no any, I don't need any GD uh, probable cause to open, you know, for or whatever to open the store or whatever." Um, I think that the 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 right thing to say at that point is. I'm sorry, I forgot to inform you that I am videotape recording this. I agree with you completely there. That's when, that's when he would have said, whoop, holy crap, what did I just say? Yeah. And, and this is being automatically streamed to YouTube as we speak. Yeah, I think people right? should like make that's, a point. That's when Officer Yuckerdoo is going to ha- say, holy crap, I've just stepped in a big old pile of it. Yeah, and I agree the pro- with you. The problem is, is that at this point, um, the gentleman, and I didn't get his, I didn't get his name, Dan, uh, can call a radio show, and I believe everything he said. But you know, nobody cares. Nothing's ever going to happen because there's no videotape of it. And if there's videotape, that's when it changes everything. Yeah, folks might want to make a point of, instead of bringing it up later on, even if it's not true, even if you have no recording device whatsoever, of as the uh, officer is approaching the vehicle, oh, good afternoon, you can still be friendly. I, look, Mark, I don't want to make it clear. I'm not saying be rude. And it didn't sound like he was rude to the guy. Say, hey, well, I can hear you just fine. Why would yeah. I need to ro- roll the window down? Just, yeah. you know, just to do as you say. Apparently. Well, but, I, I uh, think that not rolling the window down. Personally, this is in uh, this. It advi- could be an imposter. This bit of advice. It 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 could be. This bit of advice is offered in the uh, the film Busted. Uh, the, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's a you know Busted, a, a Citizen's Guide to Police Encounters. Yeah, you can look it up on the internet, but it's a it's a video and it's it's pretty good. I think that this is a bad bit of information. The idea of just rolling down your window a crack. All this does is goads people, uh, law enforcement officers, the vast majority of them whom, who, who are people that are very taken up with their authority. Generally, yeah. they're, they're often people who, uh, you know, they, they, you know they, they deal with bad folks on a regular basis. They expect to be dealing with bad folks. And these aren't people that you want to get on the bad side of. So I think that that's what you're doing there when you roll down well, your window. Well, then why tell them you're crack. recording? Because you're going to get on some of their bad sides by doing that. If you tell them you're recording and it's being they uploaded. They might pull you out of the car and beat you up. You're, you're holding them accountable. Rolling down the window is not holding them accountable. It's goading them. You get nothing out of it. That's that's one of the things I was going to ask uh, right off the bat, Mark. Is uh, do you roll your window down? And, of course I and, do, and so on. It does seem like that would that would send to set them off. It shouldn't, uh, but it probably does. 
I love the idea. You could even just pose a question and say, you know, um, officer, are you aware that uh, that uh, you can actually videotape directly to the Internet now, live? <laughs> I would just say something like, uh, as they approach, oh, good good morning, officer. Just wanted to inform you that uh, you're being this encounter is being streamed live to the Internet. Recorded and streamed live to the Internet. Right. Well, and, and I'll tell you, doing that might change everything as far as the uh, rolling down the window an inch. Yeah. But rolling down the window an inch and not videotape recording it and streaming it live to the Internet seems to me to be an unnecessary, uh, you know, putting oneself and one's mm. family and I would, everything okay, I'll agree in, the, with you in there. the way of harm for no reason whatever. I think whatever. it should be a full package. I think, uh, I think if you're going to be a freedom activist on the road, it should be the whole package. Let them know they're being recorded and then go through the those same steps and then see what happens see how they behave and again the, the worst that happens is they beat you up and tase you on the side of the road which they could do anyway they might just not like the way you look uh, you look or you answer a question or something like that you never know what you're going to get when you're, when you're dealing with a road cop but at the very least if you start the conversation with i am recording and broadcasting this encounter to the internet they're going to probably tell you to uh, to turn it off or to stop. You know, well, I'm not authorized to do that. Or, I, I'm sorry, I can't do that. It's not possible for me to do that. Uh, or, you know, be a little more nebulous. That way it can't I'm, be seen as though you're lying. Maybe you can I'm say you may be broadcast time. to the Internet. More on the way. Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. It's the place to go. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We will talk to you about anything. Otherwise, we'll bring up things interesting to us. And Gardner, tonight... You have a brief story about Amazon.com. Now, of course, we talk a lot about Amazon.freetalklive.com, which is the way you should enter Amazon if you are a Free Talk Live listener and you want to help support Free Talk Live. So Amazon.freetalklive.com. But it's the same Amazon. It's just a special portal. Now, Amazon has made a business decision within the past few days that may prove to be fairly unpopular with some people, but for me, I say more power to them. What happened? Well, just as people hear Amazon.freetalklive.com, that means that you are an affiliate of Amazon, and you have a portal to get into Amazon, and if people work I believe you, I'm an associate. An associate, yes, that's it, an associate. Okay. And if you if they go through you, uh, you help bring sales to them. You mention Amazon.com, you get a certain amount back, and people can help you at the same time they're buying the Amazon products. Mm-hmm. Well, in certain areas of the United States, certain states are trying to get 
tax revenue out of people who do what you do in their states. I don't think you're quite correct. I think you're talking about the Amazon affiliate program, which is for businesses. But I will verify yes, that. Yes, it, well, it's interesting because... Like businesses that on, are selling products through Amazon. Well, this is very interesting because I have two sides here. I have a link that says Amazon Associates on this article. And in the article, it says Affiliates. So that's it's, that's confusing. It's, it's very it, it is. It's very interesting. So I'll read this to you and let me give you cite the uh, source. This comes from techflash.com and it says this. Amazon cuts off Rhode Island affiliates over tax issue. Mm. And Eric Engelman is the writer and they have a little graphic that says Amazon Associates on it, but the text says, just days ago, Amazon.com ended its North Carolina affiliate program after sales tax legislation in that state, over sales tax legislation in that state. Now, the online retail giant has cut off its Rhode Island affiliates as well. Amazon is fighting efforts by a variety of states to force it to collect sales tax on the basis of its affiliate programs. So it does seem like it's the affiliates. But Amazon. Now, actually, I'm sorry to interrupt here. I'm reading the actual email from Amazon. And it's uh, a great email. And the email is to Amazon Associates, not affiliates. Yeah. So according to the email... So this is people as opposed to businesses? This is like Free Talk Live. Like okay. if Free Talk Live were in North Carolina, our Amazon thing would be dead in the water. We'd be upset about that. You wouldn't be yeah. able to do it. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, and the, the I, I like what Amazon is doing here, but I don't know... If it is incentivizes uh, people in the in the right manner, um, for instance, North Carolina was getting nothing from the sales of Amazon uh, products, and then passed a law in the hopes of getting a certain percentage of the sales of Amazon products. Mm-hmm. Amazon has cut off its affiliate uh, program in North Carolina, and will therefore be paying nothing. Um, to the government of North Carolina. And nothing to its former associates. And nothing associates. to its associates. Mm-hmm. So the only person that gets punished here are the residents of uh, North Carolina. Yes, that as were they associates. should be punished for being a bunch of do-nothings who, you know, are essentially are getting the government they deserve. Right? This that's, is what they wanted. That's a good point. That's this a good is, point. Hey, they elected these people, right? But you know, on uh, Amazon you know standing well on I principle do. here, and they're and they're going to be losing revenue too. That's they true. Are, they they will. will lose some, yeah. um, but not not much likely. Amazon's name. A lot of these people came on board. Free Talk Live came on board what, five years ago or something like that as an associate, mm-hmm. and Amazon's name is now bigger as a result. Uh, you know, as a result of advertising and its uh, its association with Free Talk Live and every all the other associates. So Amazon has benefited up to, in the relationship up to this point, and if they decided we're ending our affiliate program worldwide, likely they would get some kind of lawsuits against them that would they would lose because mm. these people have... You know, Why they, would they have lawsuits uh, set against them? It's their program. They probably have it in their agreement that they, they may. can, they they can may. end it at any time they deem necessary. They may. Well, you know, there's it's a very... A, it's a form of advertising that I don't particularly like. I don't like that, um, you know, companies manage to get the benefit of you know advertising and promotion from people and then they can in the future decide now amazon hasn't done this Mm, but they can in the future decide that they're going to cut off that relationship when i am still my intention of uh, of promoting amazon up to this point has been that i believe amazon will be here in five years or ten years or and i will be associated with them do you understand because it's not like getting a paycheck where you go and you say well i'll get the paycheck and i'll work today for the amount of money that i'm going to get paid or week or month or year 
or whatever it is. However, you get it. Um, yeah, but that's just it. Whether it's whether it's you uh, building your referral business to Amazon or in another kind of very similar situation, a like a multi-level marketing company or something like Absolutely that. Whether you right. sign up for a multi-level marketing company, as we talked about that a few weeks yep. back on the program, you're expecting that you're going to be able to build your business as yep. an independent marketer for that company, and that company's still going to be around in five years. But anybody that's that knows that industry knows that. In five years, that company might have disappeared, folded, or you know, been scamming people. Who knows? They might close their doors for whatever reason. Those are the and they have no the, obligation to stay in business for you. I don't think they have an obligation to stay in business for you, but my question is, if they're still in business, don't you think that it's morally an obligation of theirs to continue their affiliate program and allow people no, who have built their business gang. up to that point? There's a criminal gang coming in and, and stepping in between the agreement, there and they're saying, look, this gang be. wasn't here in before. In this case, that is true, and I'm not saying... That I'm, I I support Amazon in this particular case. You're saying case. If the, the gang wasn't... I'm talking about know, in general... If um, they were to just do that. Cut off on a worldwide basis. Then or, you or, should get into an agreement that has something and like I that. Think, and I think clearly what Amazon you is doing here... You don't have power, though. Yeah, like I said, Amazon knows that this is going to be detrimental to them. I would like to be see what sort of numbers we'd be seeing on the amount that Amazon could potentially lose by shutting these there things gotta down. There's got to be a lot of... A lot. It's got to be significant. I mean, they're cutting and, off every single associate in one state and, region. Yeah, two yeah and they've got two states. Now and uh, and this is the Hawaii looks like they're going to be moving this direction as well. And what is fascinating to me is that the principled stance that Amazon is taking here opens up some very interesting constitutional questions. If people want to deal on the constitutional side of all this legalese and all the, all these hassles, uh, first we got to recognize that there is a coercive agent here that wants a a cut of the share of what these private individuals would like to do in exchange, in free market exchange. They're saying, no, mm-hmm. we're not going to allow you to work with each other peacefully. You are going to give us a portion of what you what you exchange. And uh, frankly, I, I, I'm disgusted by that. But it's very interesting. The text of the letter, just like you mentioned, this is what went out to the Rhode Island affiliates. We are writing from the Amazon Associates program to notify you, notify your associates account, notify you, that your associate's account has been closed as of June 29, 2009. This is a direct result of the unconstitutional tax collection scheme. Good for them. Passed, for yes. Calling it like it is. I'm, I'm, yes. Here, here. Yes. And they say passed by the Rhode Island General Assembly with a veto-proof majority. As a result, we will no longer pay any referral fees for customers referred to Amazon.com or Endless.com after June 29th. We were forced to take this unfortunate action in anticipation of actual enactment because of uncertainties surrounding the legislation's effective date. The governor could sign the bill or have his veto overridden any day now. And that is great. And and it's very interesting because, you know, when they wrote the Constitution, this is just the kind of thing that the Founding Fathers were trying to avoid, states blocking interstate commerce. And... This is just what these money-hungry jerks in Rhode Island and in North Carolina are trying to do. And I feel bad for the for the people there, but uh, what can you do about this? I mean, Mark, I understand where you're coming from, where you say that it'd be nice if you can get into an agreement that says that uh, you'll be able to promote Amazon for at least five years. But they need the flexibility as a as a corporation, a company that is operating internationally and certainly amongst sure. the 50 states, they need the flexibility to where if something like this happens or if something unexpected comes up with a customer that they can, uh, or one of their associates, that they can just cut the ties. And you say it's not possible to negotiate that. I think you might be wrong. Really? If you've got a website that's... How do you get a hold of Amazon? I mean, I'd like to talk to them. There are ways to contact them. No, they actually you can't get anybody us. on the phone who can say anything. 
that's not true. Actually, they approached us, and I had a phone conversation with the guy that uh, that came to us and talked to us. In our particular case, but what about the what about somebody who's on the ground? And I don't want to use Amazon in this case because they haven't done it. But I'm sure that it's been done out there at some point in history, where um, you know, in recent history, where some website had an affiliate program and then decided, you know, we don't like this affiliate stuff. But the affiliates built them to where they were to the point where they were able to do you know. You know, go out on their own. Caveat emptor, buyer beware. Don't get into that agreement if you're concerned that it might happen to you. And it should be concerned. It's a realistic concern. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Have uh, you ever been left out to dry like that? Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the Shrine of Female listeners. The dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI. All right, so we've been talking about Amazon making the decision to shut to shut down their associates programs in the states of Rhode Island and North Carolina because of what the legislatures are doing there. Essentially, as Amazon puts it in their letter to their associates, they call it an unconstitutional tax collection scheme. And that uh, in the event that North Carolina repeals this tax uh, tax collection scheme, we would certainly be happy to reopen our associates program to North Carolina residents. So uh, they're basically telling their associates, hey, sorry, you know, look, we, we want to do business with you, but there's this criminal gang coming in here uh, t- threatening to extract more money from us and our customers. And so in the best interest of our customers, we have to sever, and our bottom line, of course, uh, we have to sever this relationship. Uh, clearly, they don't want to do it. And what I might recommend to our listeners, if they happen to be Amazon associates in Rhode Island and North Carolina, is that you just sign up again with a different address, you know, you don't have to have, you can do a direct deposit Open into a your PO account. box in Massachusetts, sir. I don't even know if you have to go through that. You may mm-hmm. just be able to get away with just putting an address in that, you know, just changing your address to South Carolina or something like that. As long as you're getting the your direct deposits, yeah. uh, then it's just going straight to your bank account. They don't have to mail you a check to a an address that's in the, the banned states. I don't know if that would work, but it's an idea worth uh, worth investigating. But then we came up to this issue, Mark, where you're saying you believe it's bad business when, uh, and again, leaving the criminal gang out of the, the picture of this discussion, you're just saying, in general, an affiliates program being shut down on the affiliates is bad because the affiliates have spent a lot of time building the brand, building the image, uh, promoting this, this corporation, what, fill in the blank, whatever the, the affiliates corporation is. That they've been putting all that effort into uh, doing that, and it's just not nice uh, for the for the program to be just be shut down like that. Is that what you're it saying? It is. I don't I don't like that uh, the conversation has gone this way while we're talking about Amazon, um, because simply we were talking about affiliate programs, and I, I don't want to include Amazon in this. I'm not besmirching the name of Amazon. I'm just saying that I don't particularly like these affiliate programs that have these what what I, in the industry are called per action. 
uh, revenue share or per inquiry or, you know, have somebody fill out a website, whatever these things are. I don't like that form of, um, of, of monetary compensation because I feel that it is in some ways immoral. The actual affiliate program itself is immoral or the cutting off of the affiliate program? I'm I think confused. That, um, well, I think that one can do it better in better ways than others. And big companies that offer it, like Amazon, for instance, that don't cut off their affiliates, I don't feel they've done anything wrong. I don't have any bad feelings about them or anything like that. However, you know, I mean, being in the advertising business, I get all kinds of offers for all kinds of different advertising that aren't, uh, you know, pay for the commercial and i just i don't i don't like them um i you know i have a i have a real problem with uh ones that say well we'll share money with you if you can get people to buy from us and when you're talking about amazon amazon's got a business model that works and people are going to buy from them whether they buy for, through us or not mm-hmm. do you get it yeah. so we get a great deal of uh of you know besides promoting amazon we get a lot of stuff that we're people that we're going to buy through from Amazon anyway, they just buy through us. So, we so the money a, would have gone into Amazon's pocket instead. It's going into into ours. So we get, a, but we are still building their brand. We are, we are, and but there's a there's a push pull in it that that I do. But like. I think that it's not immoral because you know up front what you're getting into. I mean, you know that you're getting into whatever the company is. That the agreement you're getting into has you as an independent representative for that company. You may not be authorized could, to. Yeah, well, you could become just a promotional thing for them, and then they can pull out and use you up. And, and you so know on. that in advance, right? right? I mean, you are aware that I that is that a possibility that you that your percentages, whatever they are, one percent, ten percent, whatever uh, commission you're getting off of sending them sales, could end the next day without warning. And so any amount of time you spend pouring into building that could be completely neutered uh, at, uh, at, at a moment's notice. And I think that you should know that in advance. And I think, Mark, you're suggesting they're, they're maybe somehow covering that up or... Well, I guess I, immoral, you know, now that you pointed out, is probably not the greatest word. However, it is a relationship that is um, unequal and therefore rife with the possibility of immorality. I think that there are police officers out there that are not immoral. However, the relationship of police officer to citizen serf is one that is uh, prone to immorality. See, I, I would just bring up a distinction there because, unfortunately, that starts to have a bearing into the, the, uh, the political economics front. Uh, in, in any of these voluntary exchanges, I wouldn't say that anyone has any sort of a power over anybody else. You know, you're all you're all voluntary movers on this. And there are I, I differences, think, certainly. I, I, yeah, I'm just and, saying and, that it's a exactly. relationship that's uh, that, that. Do you think that you can do something immoral in a voluntary um, relationship? I mean, that well, you can you can build. You can, you can certainly you can certainly defraud people and things like that. Uh, this is where I think reputation is uh, so advantageous. This is why the market right. works so well. You know, the more open the market is, and the more participants you get and the more vocal they are uh these unscrupulous i would probably say just sort of an unscrupulous okay, dealer fine um, these unscrupulous dealers will get bad reputations they'll say sure, hey, sure. you know what they use these guys up yep. uh they use people up just to be able to get their name out there and then they move on hopefully these these bad movers will recognize that it is not to their advantage to do this because they'll gain a bad reputation and the good guys gain a good reputation and that's incumbent on us in the marketplace to be able to spread the word about the good guys right. and, and the bad guys it doesn't guys. change the fact that um, that the in that in that process that some people get maybe not hurt but they are the ones working with the unscrupulous de- dealers who are used as an example of this is how unscrupulous dealers work and and I consider that a bad thing 
I, you know, right. I, I don't want to be that guy, and I recommend that people not be that guy. Well, anyone I speak to. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Amazon, in the case of Amazon, that's our right. affiliate. That's one of our affiliate programs. And I'm not talking about Amazon. No. I, I like been, our relationship with Amazon. Right. Your relationship with Amazon. They've is been not great mine. to uh, to Free Talk Live. The program works very well. Uh, I highly recommend it for anybody out there uh, that's trying to raise funds for their website. But uh, I understand. That if Amazon all of a sudden gets a stick up its butt about Free Talk Live, maybe somebody complains to them and says, I don't think you should be affiliated with this show. And they take a look at us and, oh, my God, what were we thinking to accepting these guys? Because they did have to they have to approve every website that, you know, that comes on board. And then they, you know, maybe get cold feet about being affiliated with us. There goes a grand a month out the out Free Talk Live's doors and there's not a damn thing I can do about maybe it. Maybe you should it's, pick up that telephone and just call the guy that you were talking to previously that contacted you and made it so easy to sign up and say, hey, I'd like to modify our agreement to where you're not able to uh, just drop me. But it's, you I don't feel care. Like it. It's not my it's not my business. I already agreed to their agreement. It's uh you know, we're making money for them. They're making money for us. Everything's yeah. fine. And if they decide they don't want to be affiliated with us anymore, I wouldn't want to force them to be affiliated with us. And that's something that really bugs me about uh, some of the kind of business practices that go on behind the scenes in the talk radio business. A lot of syndicates uh, use their muscle and their the strength of the shows that they have on to force other shows down uh, affiliates' throats. Like Scram downs like, is what they're called. Yeah, and I just feel like that's a bad way to do business, uh, just forcing things uh, on, on clients and, uh, yeah. It just leaves me with a real bad taste in my mouth. Anyway, more coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. They say we're hated for our freedoms. Their solution? Take away our freedoms. Either you're with us or you're with the terrorists. They spend both your lives and your money with reckless abandon. We're out of money now. We're operating uh, in deep deficits. One organization dares to dream of a world where nations compete for citizens instead of enslaving them. The Seasteading Institute is looking for pioneers to homestead the high seas and take civilization to the next level. Join the revolution at Seasteading. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. You are invited to join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. W-I-K-I, wiki. FreeTalkLive.com. What if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at FreeStateProject.org. That's FreeStateProject.org. As we go to Jeremy in Rhode Island, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Hi. Hey. Um, what's on your yeah, mind? Rhode Island's Rhode Island's pretty great. Um, I was just at a big family event, uh, speaking to one of my uncles, and he follows a lot of the Rhode Island politics, and they're actually either trying to pass or passed a tax on people who have private wells. And one of the representatives got up there and said, we need this tax because it's not fair that some people have to pay for their water. Oh, or, so... Public water. So they're so not subsidizing land, those well people somebody. need to, the the well people need to subsidize everybody else that has the city water. That the idea? Um, I, either that or it might. It, I, I doubt they'll make it so other people pay less. Yeah, they'll that's probably a good point. Just use it to. Know, it's just not fair that they're program. paying. It's just not fair that they're not paying as much as everybody else in taxes, basically. Yeah, and that's pretty much the mindset. 
Rhode Island. So. Wow, <laughs> taxing private wells—that's amazing. So, uh, so, so, what do you think about this Amazon uh, banning the uh, associates programs in uh, the state of Rhode Island? Not not allowing people to uh, to send them referrals for a, for a cut anymore. This is the first I've heard about it. Um, I just started reading the article, but is it that they want a sales tax from it? Or yeah, essentially, it's essentially a sales tax application type thing. Yeah. Rhode Island decided it wanted to start collecting tax on the sales uh, that were generated through Rhode Island-based uh, associates. So that that way they could get a piece of Amazon's action. And Amazon basically said, well, screw this. We're not going to do our associates program in your state anymore. Well, that's Rhode Island. They don't really <laughs> think before they act. You know. All right, man. Well, anything else on your mind tonight? No, I just want to throw it out there. I just, you know, it's kind of the mindset of these representatives that, you know, any way they can take money, even if you're taking something on your own land. Thank you for the call tonight, Jeremy. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the mindset. Although, it's, it is, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, we, we have water and you need to subsidize our water even though you've got water. What? That all, doesn't make any sense. Although sometimes it's not just about money. Sometimes it's about morality. Isn't it, Mark? You've got a story that uh, ties into that. Yeah, they, um, this is from... Uh, someone else's morality, by the way. Someone else's morality, not your own. Reason.com uh, from uh, Sean McComer, dressed in a low-cut pink skirt. And, excuse me, shirt, tight black booty pants and thick plastic platform stilettos. Stephanie Babinez didn't look the part of a political rabble-rouser. Yet an activist is exactly what Babinez has become when her efforts to help women shape up through fully clothed, decidedly G-rated, stripper-inspired aerobics run afoul of overzealous officials in the small western Pennsylvania town of Mars. 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 That's my favorite part of this whole story. Is this where they make the Mars candies? I don't know. Eminem Mars. I just yeah, love that knows? it's this hmm. this story is so far out it's not um it's on Mars. Okay. This unyieldingly perky thirty one year old entrepreneur standing in a small forest of steel poles that shoot up from the floor of her mirrored dance and fitness studio has taught dance phobic authorities an expensive lesson in a federal court. It's pretty surreal to get calls from the New York Times and Wall Street Journal, never mind Doctor Phil, Jerry Springer, America's Got Talent, Babinus laughs. Leaning back beneath a bookshelf filled with such revolutionary tomes as The World According to Mr. Rogers and The Housewife's Guide to Practical Striptease. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a tension I went looking for. A few years ago, Babinus was a senior executive at a financial services company, nary a feather boa dancing in her head, struggling with an 80-hour work week that severely depleted her enthusiasm for the gymnasium. One night over dinner, a friend mentioned that pole dancing had become a hot new fitness trend. On a win, <laughs> Babinus purchased a pole online. I thought it'd be something silly to laugh about with my friends, she said, until I started losing weight like crazy and fitting into the cute jeans. With the fire of a convert burning in her rapidly shrinking belly, Babinus took a <laughs> pilgrimage to Las Vegas studio of fitness pole dancing's Grand Doyen Fiona <laughs> M- 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 Mondley. No. The studio of fitness pole dancing. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I like so this, this article. Not, it's well written. So really, this yeah. is not supposed to be it's sexy? Well this right. is not a sexy <laughs> thing? This is like... You, you said it was G-rated. Are aerobics classes sexy? No, but I. So I the intention is watch, not to. My 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 goal is to sit on the a recumbent bike that faces that is closest and faces class? towards whatever women's fitness class there is. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and a lot of guys do this. Uh, you know, it's, it's nothing unusual. If you're going to sit... You mean lurk creepily in uh, the YMCA? <laughs> it's so common, it's not even that creepy. Yeah, that's okay. why Curves was invented, because <laughs> women would not... They don't appreciate that. But yeah, that's cool. Not all of them do. <laughs> well, the, the, never mind. I'm not going to um, <laughs> go into uh, women's Ladies, fitness. if you ever see Mark in your gym, now you know. Now you know what <laughs> Look, he's doing there. I've got to... I hate, hate... Uh, aerobic exercise. Just hate it. It's so boring to me, especially on the machines. I just do not enjoy it. I yeah. can't read because it kind of gives me a motion sickness thing. I find TV boring. What do you want me to look at? I find women dancing hey, compelling. Hey, I'm not blaming you for I'm it. Just You're saying. a man. He's very defensive. Me thinks the man doth protest too You're much. You're a man. What am I protesting? Yeah. <laughs> I've just already saying. told you I like to watch women dance. <laughs> I'm just saying they should beware. That's all. All right. So, not that you're that lecherous or will do anything beyond just watch. So anyway, you were asking whether it was sexy or not. Anyway, one night uh, I've lost my. So place. it is not Thank intended goodness. to. So this isn't intended to. Uh, this is just it's for, for losing weight. It's yeah. not to you know install a pole at the house and titillate the the husband. I guess it would be right. I mean, to some it extent, it could be. Yeah, I mean, one could certainly do that. One might use the skills that one learns in pole Fitness. dancing. Uh, you know, the group pole dancing class that this woman teaches to titillate one's uh, lover at home. However, uh-huh. this it's is a pole advertised. dancing class for people who want to get in shape. Right, so it's not advertised in that way, not advertised in turning on your husband kind of thing. Right. Babinus printed brochures began teaching what quickly became um, overflow classes three nights a week to at a local dance studio, realizing she needed a place to stake her own pole. Babinus uh, <laughs> rented space to uh, pers- pursue a more expansive, vampy fitness vision, including... Power lap dance, challenge your core okay. and unleash your inner vixen, <laughs> yoga, belly That's dancing. That's definitely advertised toward, uh, towards in- increasing the sexual appetite of, uh, of one's partner. But what difference who cares? does it make? Right, uh, I'm just trying to understand how it's, how it's these marketed. Are That's all. classes for adult women. Yes. Uh, the vast majority of these clients, I've worked in gyms for, for years, and I can tell you that the vast majority of the clients that come through the door are adult women participating in adult female activities. You're not talking about 14-year-old right. girls there. Those girls should be participating in high school sports. That's, this is not the purpose of these things. No, I, well, well, unless they make that a high school sport, which would be pretty darn no, I'm just oh kidding. boy, uh, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm so uh, no, but look, yeah, you're right, Mark. I mean, I'm I'm with you that they should be leaving these folks alone. I'm just trying to understand how they're marketed. And uh, power lap dancing is uh, very interesting. Okay, I was going to just skip on, but um, going on with the yoga, belly dancing, these are the other things they offer. Uh, just some of these things I really want to say. Hip hop aerobics, um, in, subtitled "Learn the Art of Popping, Locking, Funk and Crunk." The hmm. sessions with Pittsburgh's only certified hoopnika hoop dancing instructor. <laughs> hoopnika. I don't know what any of this. Is. What Can is you hoopnika? spell hoopnika for me? <laughs> no, I mean H O O P N I C A. N O T I C A. Yes. N O T I C A. Babinus sank thousands into renovating her studio. The uh, town inspector made mostly small requests, lighting the exit sign, replaced the furnace furnace valve, and so on. But when she was Blindsided, but then she was blindsided by a subsequent letter declaring that the studio, which was christened "Oh My, You're Gorgeous" as a adult business, ineligible for an um, occupancy permit. This was a perplexing pronouncement on a f- facility that forbade spectators and, care, uh, and catered solely to fully clothed women. Members only. Yeah. You got to come in. You got to pay, and maybe they'll let you sit and watch a class for free, but only only if you're a woman, right? I I don't know that this is a, a women's only thing, but it's certainly. Oh, I see. It says it's it's catered solely to fully clothed women. I don't know that 
I don't know. You'd be a really strange guy to do the pole class, dancing class. I, I don't think Dale would like that. Maybe Dale might like why, that. Why does it have to be the gay guy? I don't know. He's not here to answer for himself, though. 800 259 Are you saying I'd be any less straight if I took a pole dancing class? No, <laughs> not at all. More on the way. You bring up anything, and there's more to the story. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. To learn more about the Free Talk Live AMP program, you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room forum, and more. If you were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you would have had access to some free alcohol from Jason Osborne at Sakel CAI is another AMP perk. Uh, so head over again to amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com and get on board. Help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country and around the world. Bring no, uh, new internet listeners on board and get them listening to the program as well. So again, amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about a ban. Uh, and has this passed yet, Mark, or is it in the in talks right now? Well, this a is ban a, on. This is actually she has won a, a court case against a ban that was. It wasn't really a ban. She was labeled an adult. Uh, business. Oh, I see. So they didn't bother passing a law on this. She was running a pole dancing fitness class. Then the city, was it, came in and told her that uh, this is an adult business and a pay up. Town, right? Yeah. They, they told the town her to pay. Of Mars. Were, they, were they trying to get money out of her or shut her down? Shut her down. Um, it says uh, uh, the the studio, which was uh, christened Oh My Oh My You're Gorgeous, I guess is the name of the studio, was an adult business ineligible for an occupancy permit. Perplexing announcement. Um, the facility that forbade spectators. That this is the facility. It forbade spectators and catered solely to fully clothed women. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like an adult business, doesn't to me. So she was targeted and successfully won the case. Correct. Oh well, that's good. Then that's good news. Then I was is, a little. It concerned. is good news, but it's what well, the bad news is that once again, how much did the, she spend? How yeah, long did that take? Sure. Who know, who knows all those those things? I mean, I can I can continue reading the article, and it's a great article. But the um, you know, the the the, the town people, the, the town inspector people, what do they lose? They lose nothing. Nothing. She she likely spent right. a ton on well, lawyers. You know, and the town towns, as any government does, continues to stick its little nose where it does not belong. In private business. I'm sure yeah. that the very few townspeople, if uh, they knew knew what was going on here, would think that that's a good idea. But that's what they, you know, these duly elected representatives felt like they had to appoint these people. Likely, none of the inspectors or the per, the chief inspector, or any of these people, Unelected, is yeah. uh, are elected. So. It's it's just it, it we we talk about it's a government of the people by the people and for the people and it's so often not. Sounds like it's a government by the prudes to me, I because don't. I look it wouldn't matter to me if they were elected. Let's say that the uh, the town inspector was an elected position and fifty one percent of the uh, the people in the town are a bunch of prudes. Uh, well, then you've got yourself a prude inspector who's going to go around and try to shut yep. down anything that's even remotely uh, related to uh, yeah. turning somebody on. Right. Uh, so that that still wouldn't be appropriate to me because I don't believe that the majority should rule. I think there's something in, inherently wrong about that, saying, yeah. well, we believe this and we're in the majority, so we're going to force you to uh, behave in the way 
we think right. is right. And many people who are in the majority, they say things like, uh, you know, they, they agree with that and they sort of agree with it for themselves. But, like, for instance, uh, smoking. Uh, you know, most people will vote, against, vote for smoking bans and that kind of thing because they don't smoke and they don't like smoke. They haven't thought about it uh, a little farther and thought, hey, wouldn't I like to be able to open my own business and allow people to smoke in my business? And isn't that fair? Yeah, they don't think it through. And uh, there comes into play here uh, the, the concept of moral relativism. You know, uh, the traditional conservatives who back these sorts of regulations and uh, don't want to allow gambling in their in their uh, state or their town. They don't mm-hmm. want to allow prostitution to be decriminalized or marijuana to be de- decriminalized or any of these types of things. They, they all sort of feel as if the... Uh, if you start to open these things up, suddenly you get moral relativism, and and yeah. the, the next thing you know, there'll That's, be just a cascade. Everything come crashing down, and murders will be occurring here. Murders right. will have no standards, and so on. It'll and the, be anarchy, right? There'll be anarchy, down. and you know, and and what they don't understand is, look, if you believe that there is no such thing as moral relativism, and and we can get into a very deep philosophical conversation about how morals are actually relative, uh, because. Everybody has differing opinions in one way or another. But in many cases, human beings do have very common interests in certain things. For example, most humans like to maximize pleasure and minimize pain. So when they encounter other human beings who like to maximize pleasure and minimize pain, they tend to come to certain agreements with them, amazingly, without government getting involved telling them that they have to do this. Because Mm -hmm. they know that if they want to be able to maximize their pleasure – they have to allow somebody else to be able to maximize his pleasure. Correct. And people who tend to do these sorts of things prosper, and other people who don't, who take advantage of others, they tend to get shunned. That's the way that it happens. That's the way they did it in ancient Ireland. That's the way they did it in ancient Iceland under the Vikings. They didn't have governments. And if someone is a traditional conservative who says a law has to be passed to stop people from doing this un- untowardly stuff of, of pole dancing or striptease, you say, well, why do you have to have a law? I thought morals weren't relative. If morals are not relative and people generally have the same sort of moral fibers, why do you have to impose your belief on people if you think that morals aren't relative, that and good the, is good? At the same They'll time, decide for themselves. it's not good if you're forced to to do it you're not doing exactly. it for any it's not righteous or yeah it, yeah it's, you're doing it's the exact not. opposite yeah well right. it's, it's not even good if you're if you're not doing good because you're forced to do it you're doing it with this uh you know resentment in your heart what yeah th- that's what jesus wants yeah by imposing morality on someone you're being immoral right the the church right. today has totally the, the, they can't even legitimately call themselves christians the vast right. majority well, that's of christians right. that's the can't point. because that's christ would have never he, forced thou people shalt not steal. Not to be able to yeah. dance. Yeah, and, and you know, I was talking with Ferb about this, and they have a concept in his church about unrighteous dominion. And, uh, and you know, you, thou shalt not lord it over someone else, because uh, that's getting in the way of the big guy oh, up there. Oh, wait so. a minute. You can dance just in the way that they specify. Not the Baptists. Yeah. Yeah. The do Baptists mean? don't say you can dance, so oh. everybody's got their own little thing here. Um, and doesn't they don't they dance in the Bible at some point? Like the dancing is very uh, godly. It was not, like a rave or something. Ones. I don't know, something like that. Well, these are the same people that say that Jesus didn't drink wine. Ian, mm. they read the Bible the way they feel like reading yeah. the Bible, even though the Bible is a document that was made three hundred something years after sure. Jesus died. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Well, it, it it is very interesting because these sorts of things they always come up, especially when people are talking about if if people have traditionally been brought up in the constitutional framework, and they say, well, you've got to have these little areas where you can, you know, the founders wanted pockets of experimentation, and if if something was bad in one area, you could go someplace else. They allowed for these local types of dumb ideas, and yeah, they did. You know, they, these but types the murder of murder and theft this, is everywhere. This is the yeah. this is the problem, though, is this idea that somehow people will move, and this is is absolute poppycock this uh the the, the little pockets of experimentation mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. black How, people in the south are right. still there there are still black it's people in the south I they continue to live in mississippi yeah, yeah. alabama and these states they are feel, still yeah. as far as i'm concerned I, you know they they you know when you look at the way blacks are treated there compared to where they're treated elsewhere mm-hmm. it's just not although, as good although i have to say you know we have looked at i mean the history of the united states is it is a repository for people who said you know what i'm getting out this is too much. Cuba, Ireland. There are plenty of black people that moved to Montreal, remember, to Chicago, the, to true. Detroit. They, they moved all but over. Those are the but exceptions. a lot of them didn't. I don't know if they were the they exceptions, are the exceptions or not. Well, they have they to are. be the exceptions. But even if only they... half of them did, did the, the half that stayed deserve the kind of treatment that they got? No, the, of the course The kind not. of vigilante justice? But and... what I'm saying to what Gardner says is the people that moved to this country were the exceptions. The rest of them didn't move. Well, that's the Free the State rest Project. Of the people in the, right, exactly. The rest got. of the people in Europe, they stayed where they were, just right. like the, the uh, poor blacks in the South stay where they were. Just Most like of them the vast majority of libertarians who are listening to are. this show yeah. will not pick up and move to exactly. the Free State Project, even though day by day, minute by minute, their freedoms are being taken away, right. whether it's their freedom to own a cheeky black and white color-schemed uh, pole dancing studio, or whether it's their ability to have a smoke have smoking in their business, Business, or whether it's the increased taxes, uh, or whether it's the you know the, the cops that are doing fundraising with guns on their hips, whatever it is, they won't do it either. And all the while mouthing uh, you know famous quotes like uh, "good men," uh, the only thing that uh, takes for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing, mm. yeah, and pretend like well they're doing something right, so therefore evil shouldn't be prospering. But look around, look at what's happening. Just because you're calling your so-called representatives and running a candidate for office uh, every two years right. doesn't did, mean that you're going to win the day as far as liberty. Did is the concerned. health inspector there uh, care whether Ms. Babinus uh, contacted the uh, the health inspection office and said what you're doing is wrong? You shouldn't be doing. Nope. I'm fascinated by uh, uh, the sort of comparison of the amount of time and energy that people take contacting their congressman, contacting their local official, contacting their state representative, trying to write letters and so on, when they could move someplace. Well, and devote some of that time. You still do things when you move as well. You, you, you do. Running you is do. not an effective way to. It's not. It, it, the it, over time, is, it's not effective to right. avoid true tyr- uh, to avoid uh, tyranny because it will continue. Yeah. The question is, can you get someplace where you're working with others closely to get out of it? That is a question that now has an answer of yes. And of course, the Free State Project is that answer. FreeStateProject.org to learn more about that. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one to bring up what you want. Hour number three is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. On your feet! I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the U.S. military, reserves, or National Guard, you have special rights and privileges earned through your service to your country, including special VA loan programs not available to the general public. You could purchase a new home with no down payment or refi your home up to 100% of your home's equity. You've earned these benefits through your dedication and service. iFreedom Direct, a direct VA lender, can help you discover whether you and your property qualify. 
Get the details at varadio.com. That's varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. 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 This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you tonight. And it's Guard. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And don't forget to join Guard on his website, libertyconspiracy.com. Thank you, Ian. Well, thank you, you, Gardner, for coming all the way out here and uh, doing the show with us. Always uh, appreciate you taking the time to do that. And uh, hopefully our listeners uh, appreciate you by going to your website at libertyconspiracy.com and patronizing your excellent uh, show as well. Thanks, buddy. Uh, So let's continue taking your phone calls about what you want. We'll start things out this hour with Steve in Colorado. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, what's on your mind tonight? Well, the other day, um, Gene, the Christian anarchist, called from China, uh, relating his experiences over there mm-hmm. uh, with regards to freedom. And uh, I, I've just returned from six weeks in Kuwait, and uh, I'd like to talk about uh, a little bit about my experiences and maybe answer any questions you guys might have. Um, the uh, the first thing I noticed when I got there, we went driving around out in this little town. And uh, I was looking for Cuban cigars. I didn't realize that they were there in the airport, uh, which, by the way, it's a criminal offense to smoke a Cuban cigar, even if you're an American, even if you're in a third country. Oh, no. Uh, it's a cr- yeah, you, Wait, now, were you there in the military in Kuwait? No, no. I, I work in the oil industry. Okay. Uh, got it. Yeah. And uh, um, <clears throat> I just thought that was kind of interesting. They own you. If you're abroad, if you go to Kuwait and smoke a Cuban cigar, you can, you can be punished. I think it's a $5,000 fine. I never heard of that. That's cra- that's crazy, right. but I believe it. Yeah. And it's also ludicrous because the American government won't, uh, you know, there's there's plenty of laws, uh, things that are legal in the United States to do that would be illegal to do in Kuwait, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. they don't protect you from the Kuwaiti laws while yeah, you're over point. there. They just enforce oh. other laws, other new laws on you while being out of yeah. the country. Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah know, you have a different, uh, you have a new stratum of laws applied to you all of a sudden. See, but the thing is, oh. you, you work in the oil industry, so we want to make sure your life is as bad and nasty as possible you evil yeah. evil money grubbing oil yeah. jerk that's there we You've go. got it yeah well um i, I worked with uh um well wh- one thing is they had a random suspicionless police checkpoint uh and so all of us in the car there was two egyptians and one pakistani and uh they checked the pakistani and the egyptian guys papers and they did not check mine because i'm an american and they love americans over there but in my estimation they love them for the, for the wrong reasons they love us because we have an interventionist foreign policy, yeah, and they think that's fantastic. In fact, when you're driving down the highway in Kuwait, uh, one of the things that you'll see from time to time is a sign in Arabic and English that says, God bless the uh, the United States Army. God bless the United States oh. military. Wow. Yeah, you, you, you cannot talk sense to a Kuwaiti about U.S. foreign policy that I have found. Well, now, th- likely th- they feel, and, and you know, this is how it's, it's, it is, it is when you employ force, uh, political force, mm-hmm. whether, you know, no matter how it is. And in the case of Kuwait, um, it makes perfectly good sense to me. Some people are happy about it, and some people are ba- sad about it, and some people are dead. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and the Kuwaitis well, I, happen I, to be I, the ones who benefited. I, I'm not I, I saying remember, that the, oh, Iraq okay. going after them, going in there was a good thing. I'm just saying that getting involved in it really doesn't really isn't any of our business at all 
Exactly. I remember on the Harry Brown show, Harry Brown, the former Libertarian presidential candidate uh, who had a show on GCN Network, um, I remember some lady called up and thought that she just she had the ultimate slam dunk in a, a debate with Harry about the war. And she goes, look, I'm over there. And those Kuwaiti people, everywhere I went, they were thanking Americans and they were pra- praising us and, you know, heaping uh, love on us and respect and all this stuff. And Harry goes, of course, if you take the side in any conflict – and you help the the one side become victorious. Of course, that side's going to think that you're amazing and wonderful right. and great and fantastic. Right. If you I mean, if you duh. if you step in between in, in a fight between two seven year old boys that hate each other and are going at it and trying to to kill each other, and you and you step in and you punch one of them in the head and say you're bad, and then you tell yeah. the other one you're good. Go ahead, kick him some more, or whatever. Then the one kid's going to yeah. think you're great. Yep, you got it. You've helped um, him. There was a few other little things that I noticed. Uh, one of them is that uh, Coca-Cola, which I don't drink a lot of soft drinks. Once in a while I, I do drink, you know, maybe once or twice a month, actually. And, and I noticed the Coke tasted different, and I looked at the ingredients, which are, which are printed in Arabic and English. Sugar. And they, they use real sugar. Yeah. Because why? They're not a sugar-producing country. So why on earth would they have a, uh, sugar tax. Uh, an, a tax on sugar? They don't, you know, yes. on imported sugar. It's incredible, isn't it? The place where they yeah. don't produce sugar, you can get sugar. In, I mean, it's the government is so completely Backwards, counter. Yeah. It's so upside down. And, you know, I was thinking about this whole thing, and we love Americans and so on. And, you know, of course they're going to really dig us, uh, our government or whatever, if, if you know, they're getting our uh, police protection forces for, you know, cut rate. Well, welfare uh, recipients probably really love the government, too. Yeah, you know, they love Ted Kennedy and Barack Obama and, uh, and, and in some cases, George Bush. I mean, goodness sake, you know, the, you got the uh, the elderly getting prescription plan, drug plan D, you know. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of strange when you look at how uh, over the years the influence of America has uh, really, really played favorites. And I always brought, bring up the Hatfield and the McCoys situation. If you've got the Hatfield and the McCoys going at each other's throats, you're going to pick a side. The other side's going to really hate you. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and this is what we run and it'll into. Be an, in the it'll East. probably be an equal amount. I mean, if uh, if the Kuwaitis, and obviously there are probably some of them that get it, but they aren't the ones paying for the road signs. So uh, if the the ones that are in favor of uh, the American government's intervention are X to the uh, the you know on, on the spectrum of favoring favoring versus hating, they're out on you know far out to the favoring side. There are probably as equal amount of people that are as far out on the hating side, just as an equal and opposite reaction. And let's say let's say hypothetically, Ian, that that was not the outcome of it. Let's say that 99% of the people in these countries where people's tax money was taken to throw bombs at the supposed bad guys and get the bad guys out, uh, they loved us all. Let's say they loved all Americans, that we made tons and tons of friends. Does that still offer a, a, a moral rationale for military operations in other countries? No. Or a practical rationale. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. The, the question you have to ask yourself is, uh, you know, you're looking at a bell curve here yeah. with a line running down the middle. Yeah. You know, half of them like us, half of them dislike us. Some are in the middle and sort of ambivalence. And there's the ones way out on the end, the fringers, some of whom are willing to kill us. What are the people on the other side willing to do? Buy, some of, mm. buy somebody else's products? Because they're not buying mine. Mm-hmm. So um, the people who died on 9-11 and the, the twin towers or uh, you know those you know those those kind of people the ones on flight 93 those people died but how did they benefit 
from the mm-hmm. interventionist foreign policy of the United States. And this yeah. is what Smedley Butler was trying to say in his, uh, you know, in his book War is a Racket, the two-time Medal of Honor winner from uh, the, the, you know, the Marine Corps general. This guy says, you know, is all I was is a muscle man for, the, uh, for big business. Besides, yeah. it. I actually, I actually tried to read that Smedley Butler book. But he said he was not a very good writer. No, <laughs> so, he sort of he yep, sort of yep, wrote yep, like he yep, talked yep. in a very um, exactly, homey yep. way. But it's a short book, and if it's not the, too long. At the very least, if you read, uh, you know, ch- chapter headings and then just look at the pictures, the bloated bodies from yeah. World War now, One. First of all, you get an idea. I have to ask. Uh, I got to mention. I think that name Smedley is just dang cool. Yeah. And second of all, of was this book on the Oprah list? <laughs> no. Okay, then I, I will not have read it. You know, I mean, I only read Nor Oprah. Nor will I ever. Yes, I only read Oprah. What's that? One last thing, if I, if I could, before yeah. the uh, music cuts me off. Um, I, uh, when I came back through, I came back with over $13,000 in cash in American money Uh-oh. and uh, two Cuban cigars. And what I did Whoa. was I just put all that stuff on, on the top of my bag. So if they said anything, I would just totally play dumb and say, what? I didn't know you... What are you talking about? I didn't know you weren't allowed to do that. What is, Cuban cigars? What's a Cuban cigar? I just but, bought uh, a they cigar. They didn't check. So it's like they didn't check. You had the funny. the Cuban cigars right out on top. They didn't even look at them. Is this right US? On, right on top. Yep. And they did not even check. Is this U.S. Uh, customs the, the guy or is in this? Front of me in line was a very well dressed businessman, and I came through in overalls and dirty boots. Wow. And they just passed me right on by. Yeah, go on. Welcome back to the country, you bum. <laughs> hmm. and, and Mark, you were asking what? I was just asking if this was uh, the U.S. Customs or if this was uh, the, oh, yeah. the middle. Yeah, U.S. Customs, yeah. Okay. yeah. So US you had $13,000 in cash in your bag and they didn't even yeah. sp- spot that? Didn't even spot it. 13200 and something dollars. Was... Didn't even spot it. And two wow. Cuban cigars right on top, man. I mean, because I, 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 I thought about hiding them. What do I do? Put them in my boots? What? No, they'll make me take those off. Yeah. Jeez, what do I do with these cigars? What you know kind of, what? I'm going to put them right on top. What kind, did, of de- what, what kind of what well, I was just wondering what kind of denominations you had there. Uh, 100s. That's and the way to go. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Great story, dude. Thank you. Hidden in plain right. sight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Sometimes the best place to hide something is right where they're not looking because it's the obvious place. Uh, more on the way, though they are looking. Very strange. And maybe they're not as concerned about money coming in as they are money going out, but that's just speculation. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Gard. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to, uh, give to you, so enjoy those, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click download. They're yours. Right there on the front page of the website for free for you at freetalklive.com. Now, Take a look at the Low Country Liberty Report. This Ridleyographer from Savannah, Georgia, focuses on pro-freedom issues around the country. Liberty-oriented reports for liberty-minded folk. He doesn't pretend to be unbiased in reporting, and he tries to add some humor to every report. Find his videos at lclreport.com or join the LCL group on Facebook or Twitter. That's lclreports.com. All right, let's continue here and... with your phone calls. Dave is in New Hampshire. Speaking of Ridleyos, uh, Dave, the originator of the term, Dave Ridley, at least I'm presuming that's who this is. Dave? Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Dave. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to talk about something. It's only the best place to point the camera is often where no one else is pointing it. Uh, and right now, uh, most of the Liberty people are not aiming their attention at a big event that's going on this week, and that is the second Ed and Elaine Brown trial. Hmm. 
Now, Ed and Elaine Brown, uh, who were they, Dave, for our listeners that don't well, know? Well, they're a couple from Plainfield, New Hampshire, longtime New Hampshire residents, uh, who uh, uh, Ed's a little bit nutty. Elaine is not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they uh, basically uh, led an eight-month standoff, uh, non-standoff standoff, I guess is what they kind of called it, uh, against federal marshals after boycotting a tax trial. Mm-hmm. And they and went to uh, jail. They were eventually captured uh, after right. eight months. The Fed tricked them into being captured, and, and, and the people uh, who helped them also uh, had got some of those got arrested. Too. That's true. Right, four mm-hmm. just, uh, four of their helpers uh, got arrested. Um, these were not New Hampshire residents. They had folks that come from all over the country to help them. Uh, yeah, the outpouring of support was amazing. I mean, considering Ed uh, was again, as you say, not the most persuasive of uh, gentlemen. Uh, the cause of liberty. <laughs> all of those things considered, they still had a tremendous pouring, outpouring of support from people all around the country, uh, from people in New Hampshire as well, that uh, were there at their house at all hours of the day and the night uh, to provide them with company and uh, to let them know that uh, that people still cared about what was happening to them. Unfortunately, the cops did manage to infiltrate, and they caught them off guard and and arrested them. And now both of them have been in federal prison. Odds are good they're probably going to be there for the rest of their lives, but apparently uh, that wasn't a, The punishment they received wasn't enough, and now they're back on trial. Right, Dave? Yeah, I knew of course you do have like you, you brought up a good point. You have to wonder what would happen if a nice person had uh, challenged the feds and they they would have gotten a lot more support. Uh, but even as imperfectly as Ed did it, he did get a lot of support. And it's important to remember Ed and Elaine Brown are two different people. Elaine, although she's very supportive of her husband, didn't do many of the controversial things that her husband is accused of doing. Mm-hmm. And yet she's sort of being thrown into the same trial as him. Mm. So it's kind of you know, there's a there's a relatively innocent person being thrown in under the bus along with uh, Ted, who is sort of sort of not entirely innocent, but not you know doesn't deserve what they're doing to him. Either. No, he used a lot of violent rhetoric in his uh, when he was speaking, but he never actually followed through on any of it. So he did not enact violence; he just sort of threatened it as a possibility. Right, and of course, I tried to keep count, and I believe the feds used violence on six different occasions during the standoff, and of course, none of the Brown supporters ever did. This is all true, uh, but it just well, goes anyway. to show that there's no real benefit at all, even to using violent rhetoric in uh, as part of your activism for freedom, and and that's heard quite frequently among this among this movement. Well, they come for my guns, bullets first, and uh, you know all those kinds of uh, saber rattling talk. Look where it got Ed Brown. Yeah, yeah, it's just. But um, anyway, uh, you know, I I do think it's important not to forget about them. I think it's unfortunate that folks haven't stayed, you know, as in touch with what's going on as they probably could have. Do you know where things um, stand at I'll this? I'll probably go to the trial uh, either tomorrow or the next day and just sort of, you know, try to report what I see as best I can. There's not much else I can do. What's uh, Do you know what this is going to be about? Uh, well, they're, well, they're trying them uh, for alleged crimes committed during the standoff. Oh, jeez. Um, and the, the crimes are, quote-unquote crimes, uh, creating explosive devices, um, I guess, what do they call it, blocking justice? That's not the right word. <laughs> obstructing. What, 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 obstructing yeah. justice, yeah. I think those are the two of the charges that I remember. Uh, now, this is one thing where it's kind of interesting how the mainstream press is doing a good job of staying in touch with this, and... So I, usually, normally with things, I would feel like my job is done once the mainstream press starts taking it, uh, paying attention to something. 
But here it's like the mainstream press. They are taking paying attention, but the, the uh, Liberty press, it seems like, is not. Interesting. Maybe Interesting. they burned too many Might bridges. Have to have to do, yeah. I, I mean, Ed, Ed, I remember I interviewed Ed uh, right after, I think right after they got the warrant issued. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we just got him for like five minutes when I was doing my radio show in New London. And he had a sympathetic ear with me, and he was like really intense. And he did an interview with a guy down in Boston who was trying to be sympathetic to him, and he was very, very defensive. And he, he you know, kicked you out of his out of his home, Dave Ridley. That's correct. Yet you're still following his case. Uh, I would say that maybe others just don't have the uh, the level of uh, intrepidness or forgiveness or whatever that uh, that would be the, well, the factors. Again, the thing to remember is Elaine didn't kick me out of the house. Even if Ed's a bad person, yeah, that doesn't point. automatically mean Elaine right. is. And they're right. trying to throw her under the bus just like him. Yeah, yeah that's a great point. Well, so, and even again, even if he is a bad person and kicked me out of his house, he's got a right to kick me out sure of his does. house. Sure, he does. It's his house, so, and you know that's even if he's a bad person, it doesn't mean that injustice should be done to him. No, I agree with I agree with yes, all of that. Of I'm just trying to say that uh, if you want people to support you at your trials, uh, you need to support them back and kind of reciprocate. I mean, just as an example, there's a, there's a free stater here uh, in a liberty activist here in the Keene area who, as of late, uh, had some incidents in regards to him kind of agitating, sounding as though he might have been agitating uh, for violence, and it really turned a lot of people off. Some people decided to uh, to ostracize him and to, to basically tell him, look, you're not welcome in my home anymore over this. And, you know, the fact is, this guy is here, and there's a trial coming up for him, and he was asking people, well, does this mean you're not going to come to my trial and not going to support me? And in this case of some of the activists, that is exactly what it means. Uh, I'm uh, I'm somebody who is probably, I've been accused of being way too forgiving. Uh, I'm a, a, a pre- I consider myself a pretty forgiving guy, and I'm still on the, you know, I, I still believe this gentleman can uh, can improve himself. I believe that uh, that that he has shown some progress since he's arrived here and is not as as uh, loud and uh, and vehement uh, as he has been in the past, and I've 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 done my best to well, support him along in this, and and he came up and apologized uh, this weekend at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and he and I think he ate a little bit of crow. Uh, he he apologized to some of the activists. I don't know how many he apologized to, but he definitely apologized to me and the people I was standing with at the time, yeah. and that won him back some points. But it's a process, and and when he comes up to trial, there will be uh, fewer people turning out because of the things that uh, they perceive he has done. It's well, a reality. History has shown again and again. That that uh, testosterone is the most mentally debilitating drug ever. I mean, and, and, you know, some people have more four, than others. Four guys talking about that here. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's frustrating that that's the case. But uh, when when the liberty activists have so much to do with the with so many things to choose uh, from which to choose as far as to spend their time on it, I don't blame them for choosing to spend their time on supporting the activism of people that they support. And I, you know. I'm sorry, Elaine made the choice of uh, standing by her husband in in a case where it may have resulted in people ostracizing her at the same time, even though she might not have really have, uh, have deserved it. And I don't blame her for making that choice for standing by her man at all, but, you know, choices have consequences. Uh, I, I'm not making excuse for any, any, excuse, any excuses for this, just kind of explaining the way things are. Dave, thanks for the call. It's Free Talk Live. 
Hey, this is Mike. This is Jamie from Wheels Off Liberty inviting you to join us on our weekly podcast about freedom that even two idiot rednecks like us can understand. Take it from the only two hosts that have been gay married, had an Xbox playing pot-induced honeymoon, and then got gay divorced. We believe in liberty for everyone. So join us every week on www.wheelsoffliberty.com for a one-of-a-kind take on liberty and freedom. This is Free Talk Live, and we invite you to join us on our website at freetalklive.com. But better yet, join us on the phones and bring up whatever's on your mind. That is the point of the program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. The number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. And many of the features on our website, almost all of them are completely free, uh, the, and that includes the, the chat room. You can go to chat.freetalklive.com, get interactive with a bunch of our listeners chat.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls about anything. It's John in Massachusetts. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Gardner and Mark. Uh, good evening. How are you guys doing? Just great, John. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was speaking to somebody earlier before I, I came online. I was explaining to them that I've been listening to Alex Jones since 2001. And I, I kind of feel trapped. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a black man. I'm poor. I, I don't have money to go buy guns and bullets and stock up on rice and lentil beans and flour. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when I t- try to talk to people about this stuff, I get uh, resistance. People hang up on me. People don't answer my phone calls, and I, and I feel alone. So what, basically, what my stuff? Oh, point of information. What stuff are you trying to talk to people about? And also, what people? Well, people that I know, you know, yeah. um, friends, you know, family. I'm, I'm acquainted with. Okay. okay. And the kind of stuff I'm talking about is like. Like that uh, uh, carbon monoxide bill, they just they just passed without reading. Oh yeah, science Friday stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Um, about the uh, defense of nine eleven, which is old stuff. That's old stuff. yeah, that's where I would be uh, turned off by you as well. Yeah, um, I don't I don't really talk about that. That's old stuff. But I'm just saying what led up to that. You know, Obama uh, wanted to raise taxes up to three hundred thirty billion dollars. Yep. And um, so you're saying the people you talk to uh, just they don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't want to hear about forced inoculations. They don't want to hear about the this carbon monoxide tax bill. Mm-hmm. Supposed to make uh, have you considered jobs. have you considered talking to them about things that uh, that may matter to them? No, that's a good idea. No, I haven't. Yeah. Well, you know, I understand, like, I don't know much about the show you referenced at the beginning of your call. Uh, I, I, I know who he is. I know that he does a great job reporting on the police state, and uh, and that I, I commend him for. The conspiracy yeah. mongering, I'm not a fan of, uh, personally. Yeah. But I think that uh, when you're talking with people and you're communicating with people, you, it's always best to start from a uh, point of agreement uh, and gotcha. as far as I, and I don't know what your goals are either because I I don't know. No, my 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 goal is just to just to share the information. So when they come, in one example, they this Gardasil shot they be giving these girls, right? Yeah, this is the, uh, the girls, vaccination the for what? What about it? They tell them it's the law. They have to take the shots. Wow. And they they said only a few people died. I understand there's thousands of girls dying from these shots. And when they die, they're bleeding from their eyes, nose, mouth, and, mouth and ears. Now, 
you know, and now they're saying the boys got to have the shots too because they can give the girls cancer. Well, so here's here's a question for you. What do you think yeah. when you talk to these people, just like Ian was saying, what do you think when you talk to these people will draw them in in a way that won't scare them too much but will get exactly. them concerned about something? Them. Right, so right, so if you, yeah, if you can pick something that is you know fairly well substantiated that shows that that politicians are interposing between them and their freedoms, uh, right. whether it's you know taking away their money so that they can't make decisions yeah. themselves, whether it's the light bulb stuff, whether it's the yeah. value of their money or whatever and those food, things. Food makes it build all over the place. Yeah, so just take a step back and see see which ones you think they would see as maybe a little bit too far off on the fringe, and the ones that you say, okay, you know, if I were sitting around, I don't think they'll be. I mean, you probably had enough conversations. You can sort of tell which ones turn people off, you know. Well, and you also have to know your audience. You, you also need to know your audience. I mean, so you know, yeah, if you're talking yeah. with somebody who uh, who has who has children and is concerned, if you already know they're concerned about vaccines and things like that, then they might be interested in you know the the kind of the medical information that uh, that you're looking well, to pass the, on. The thing is, the thing is, is that I've I've studied that about the uh, the vaccines, like the um, Operation Paperclip. What's that? I don't know about that. That's these German scientists that were exterminating people in, in, in Nazi Germany, and they, they brought them to the United States, over in the United States, and they're making all these uh, these you know, vaccines, which are making the T cells, the T cells and the B cells are reciprocal. And once you take a, a vaccine, it... Uh, stimulates one of the cells, which makes the other one dormant. So basically, it doesn't do anything for 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 the uh, for the uh, the infection. It's like cutting a branch of a tree when the roots in the foundation is poison. See, I have no idea what you just said. I, uh, I, I I'm talking I like... about the inoculations, you know, the vaccines for this like this the swine flu that they, that, that's out here. This, this pandemic. So you're it, saying it, it, you're saying vaccines are a total bunk. Uh, the medical people are saying it. I'm not saying it. The medical people are saying it. Well, some medical people are, would would say differently, and and that's you know where well, you, yeah, all of this you know, breaks I down. I understand it uh, about the Hippocratical oath and all that stuff. They can't tell you. Oh, these vaccines won't help you. I understand that part, but in terms of explaining how the antigens work and how microorganisms work through a uh, natural immunity, right? And when when they told people, oh, if you take this vaccine, it's going to help you. What they didn't understand was there's a natural uh, uh, thing called uh, uh, IgA, which is an antibody which initiates the natural God-given immune response within respiratory tract mu mucosa. So they didn't. They See, didn't, I think uh, you're, you you may know too much. Uh, I, I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't what know you're talking about. about. <laughs> uh, you know, I, and I hear a lot okay. of stuff about. I've heard a lot of stuff about vaccines over the time. I just don't re I don't retain it. Because it's not something that uh, I, I don't have kids. It's not something that I, I consider uh, really uh, important in my life. But Mark, you're here listening to this as somebody who does have a uh, one point something year old at home. So I mean, what is this? It's how is this? Like that, it's like that population control thing. How you know is this I mean? sounding to you, Mark, as well, somebody who does have a kid and probably does have a you know kind of horse in the race? Well, as, I, even with someone has an interest in vaccines. I don't have my child is not vaccinated, and uh, you know my concern is allergies to uh, vaccines. And I want if if my child is going to become vaccinated, I want to be able to uh, see him as a as a boy as opposed to just getting him done as an infant and shooting up full of drugs. At the very least, he'll have more body weight to be able to 
to handle these things. But um, at the same time, some of the some of the stuff I've heard here, I'm I'm questioning if the scientific method has been used on it. That's, That's what a I'm very mean. good point. But are you understanding what he's even saying? Like I'm no. not even no. Like I'm what I'm saying here is I don't have a horse in this race. I'm not even interested in the topic. Mark, you yeah, as somebody you. you as somebody yeah. who is even interested who has an interest in the topic to the point where you have not vaccinated your one something year old. And I've studied it. I don't are, know what he's talking about. You no. are completely in the dark as to what uh, what John is saying here. So John, I think that well, I want to give you a piece a piece. Of, of, of what I'm saying, right? Well, and I couldn't, I couldn't handle listening to the rest of the the, uh, that's, the pieces. That's one of the problems, John. <laughs> I, I give you an example. There's there's a, a longtime New Hampshireite who, if you happen to run into him at a freedom thing, uh, a freedom event around here, and he gets your ear, uh, will keep you there for 20 minutes, uh-huh. a half hour, as you try to escape him, Dick Markle. I got you. And, and you, you know, and so what you've got to do is you've got to attenuate. Based on, you got to realize when you're going overboard on too much information, switch over to something else, ask their opinions about stuff that concerns them, and you got to know when you got to you got to pull back. And and I appreciate, I, appreciate yeah. I really appreciate what you guys are saying to me. I really do. Thank well, you, you know, pa- trial and error is certainly going to help, but uh, being able to observe the reactions of the person you're talking to and and knowing that it's really important to have again a common base to start from. Uh, that that you know, if an issue comes up and they're very upset at something that government has done, then that's a great time to you know to set in and say, well, well, here's how the marketplace, for instance, could do a better job at this. Or you know, if something comes up and you you can see that one of the issues you really care about would be relevant to the conversation at that time, that's gotcha. the time to go ahead and bring it up. Not just just go ahead and spam out something to them because you think it's interesting. They I also have to think that that topic is interesting, and they may not. Just as, just as one other example of this, and I, I thank you for the call tonight. I wish you the best of luck. But just as another example, in the world of, of activism and, and doing outreach, I've been talking about uh, the Fully Informed Jury Association and how we've been doing the, uh, the Fully Informed Jury Association outreach in front of the courthouse here in Keene, New Hampshire, for almost an entire year right now, giving people information about jury nullification. If I were to just do that out in the college, out in front of the uh, the cafeteria, I would not get the same interest level because those people, they're not being called for jury duty. They just don't, they don't care at that point in time. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give to you, so enjoy them on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do it is by going to promote.freetalklive.com. And getting a full list of things that are options that are on the table for you to utilize to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Promote.freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls. Tony in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tony. Hi, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, what's on your mind? I wanted to respond to the last caller. Sure. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm into that stuff, too, learning about the vaccines and, and such. Uh, okay. But I also realize that... that a lot of that information, it really does get over people's heads. I would say that the good conspiracy people put the information out there for the people that are interested in it. And the other, uh, with the other people, as far as uh, spreading that information to other people, it kind of have to keep it simple and keep them curious, if anything at all, and make sure that it's good information. 
That's the thing, too. And, and the thing with well, the Well, I think that there's a big problem. I mean, you're, you're talking about conspiracy theories. I, I, for one, am not interested in spreading Oh, I know you're not interested. Those. And, and that's a lot of times why I don't really talk about this stuff. And the I'm information in a lot of cases is speculative. Uh, but in a lot of the conspiracy shows, they're just reporting uh, speculation. There's That's why there's theories, for the most part, because yeah, there is a lot the of minute, uh, Up to the minute. It depends on what you're talking about. Of course, that's a very vast subject. So I was just saying... Uh, yeah, I don't but really in know general, you're right. Keeping it simple, keeping it whether whatever it is you're talking about. If you're trying to persuade, whether you're trying to persuade somebody on uh, the ideas of liberty or some conspiracy theory or you know uh, how to cook something better, uh, keeping it simple rather than going into some elaborate uh, explanation when people are time challenged is generally a good idea. I would agree with you there. I mean, people are busy in this world today. Most people are, and they don't have uh, the time to to sit and listen to a 30 minute symposium on uh, whatever the issue is that you think is important. <laughs> No, definitely not. You don't want that. Uh, if anything, it's handing out a DVD or something, or just point them to the Free State Project. Hey, there you go. Why not? And huh? sometimes, sometimes a series, a very short series of well-phrased questions is also a great way to sort of uh, change things up a little bit in a conversation. You know, would you do this? Do you think it's right to do this? How do you feel about this? And then... Most people aren't. Most of the things that people listen to don't encourage them to ask questions. Uh, I mean, a lot of talk. A lot of talk shows are yeah. very top down. Uh, I am the man. What was it? Wrestling? I'll say one hand tied behind, behind my the, back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, man in the world of the God behind the microphone. You will hear me and listen to every word I say. And they don't encourage you to, you know, ask things, uh, your own questions for yourself. Question your beliefs. Question uh, what you're hearing on the radio. It's just whatever I say is true because I've got a team of researchers behind me and a microphone. So therefore. Uh, we must be telling you the truth. And I think that, uh, you know, you don't want to fall into that trap of being the all-knowing uh, expert. Maha uh, Rushi. Yeah. There I like you your go. idea, Gardner, of, well, of asking questions to lead people I, down the path you want them to go down. Yeah, I, I think I've heard enough information about the vaccines not to want to take them myself. Sure. And uh, hopefully uh, uh, push people a little bit towards that way. It seems like a lot of the people that I know around here personally – know about the vaccines that the, and that they're generally not good. So mm. I don't really need to push that stuff too much. Exactly. Yeah, you got to know your audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other thoughts for us tonight? Um, just keep plugging away, man. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate hearing right. from Have you. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. A little bit of international news here, uh, and it's not good. Uh, this one from the UK, hamhigh.co.uk. An elderly couple's Christmas was ruined by bungling police who burst into their home in the middle of the night and caused thousands of pounds worth of damage. Just in case you thought the bungled police raids only happened here in the United States. <laughs> Child Hill's couple Veronica and Donald Martin were fast asleep when officers smashed down their front door only to discover they had raided the wrong address. The pensioners, who are still in shock, have been left with no secure front door for, for their Christmas as uh, police merely installed a zinc sheet and a padlock afterwards. So I guess they should be grateful the police even did that. In, in many cases, they'll just bust in and then say, well, wait, they made a mistake, say, whoops, and then leave. And then you have to repair the damage. Yeah. Uh, this is the, apparently a completely ruined their Christmas. Uh, they can't be, couldn't believe the police were refusing to fix their front door or even apologize. At the time, they said, I don't feel Working safe. Working for the government means you never have to apologize. That's right. You'll still get your paycheck whether you do or you don't. Yeah. Uh, we're, at the time, they said, I don't feel safe at all. When I look at the little padlock, it makes me feel sick with worry. Eight officers and two police dogs burst into the flat uh, in the early morning hours of November 23rd because police believed a suspected armed robber was in the house. 
So in this case, it wasn't even a drug raid. Uh, we're an elderly couple, and we were in bed around midnight, said Mr. Martin. Then we heard a horrible noise as the front door was smashed in. We thought we were being burgled, and my wife was afraid <laughs> she was going to get hurt. And there's a very real possibility that they might have hurt those Absolutely. folks. Absolutely. They're lucky they didn't get shot. After causing further destruction by kicking through the kitchen door, followed by damaging the freezer and bathroom doors, officers stormed up the stairs shouting, Stop, police! Don't move! When Ms. Martin, who's recovering from a brain tumor, asked why they hadn't knocked before charging through the flat, she claims an officer told her... Shut the... I don't have to, I, I don't have to knock. I don't know. No, he was just doing his job. Just doing Of his course. Job. These, uh, the couple are still waiting for a full explanation to the botched raid, saying they expected the front door to be replaced within a couple of days. I mean, that's a reasonable ex- uh, expectation. You are paying these people. It is salary. your front door. Yeah. But a month on uh, later, no action has been taken, and police are still refusing to pay for the damage they caused. Obviously, this is an old story. Uh, the police asked me if I had insurance that would cover the cost of the door, but why should I lose my no claims, says Mr. Martin. I have done absolutely nothing wrong. <laughs> so, use your insurance, chap. Right. I, I we're out the, of here. I love how they always say things like, you know, we're you are our clients, and uh, we work for you. Oh, really? Then I can't fire you. For I some remember uh, being a young punk kid uh, and uh, hearing some of the explanations that other punk kids would use for for burglary and uh, and and vandalism. Yeah. And one of the excuses that they would use is their insurance will pay for it. Mm. Oh, that's nice. So these cops apparently are uh, on the same level as punk yeah. kids yeah. doing, uh, you know, burglaries and and vandalism. Except they can get away with it. Uh, they can investigate their own crimes and find themselves completely innocent of all the charges. And none of these cops, by the way, are going to pay for this personally. It'll, if nope. anything happens, it'll come out of the state coffers and that'll come out of the taxpayers' pocket. We've seen so. cops get medals for their behavior in botched police raids before. They've been awarded for, for well, sure. they were doing the right thing under their mistaken circumstances. Wow. Uh, after my brain hemorrhage, said uh, the the lady of the home, she says, my after my brain hemorrhage, the hospital told me to stay quiet and calm. Now I'm stressed and jumpy and can't sleep because I keep thinking about what happened. Oh, Can you imagine boy. how that might torture you if you if your you family a brain was, tumor, even on a, even if you didn't have a brain tumor, just the uh, the sleepless nights that might follow something like that, uh, never knowing when your door will be kicked in again if they'll make the same mistake a second time. Maybe lightning can strike twice in the same place in this case. Well, it will if they uh, keep on causing problems. Childs Hill counselor Jack Cohen said it's quite obvious the police botched the operation, should own up and pay for the damage they caused to the property and apologize for the damage they've done. Well, yes, that is obvious, but the police spokesman said... Officers forced entry into a flat in Lizzle Court as police believe the offender was inside the premises. We can confirm Brent police have received an official complaint and it is being investigated. Officers have been liaising with the occupiers of the premises. We are not to pound salt in their butts. We are not legally obliged to pay any claim for damage caused during a search or a warrant, and that includes negative searches. Wow. So negative searches must be a term for when we botched it up, we screwed it up, we searched the wrong house, we destroyed your property in the process of an illegal search, which even if it was uh, completely legal and done correctly, it was probably for the war on drugs in most cases, and so therefore it shouldn't have been done in the first place. But anything we destroy in the process of uh, turning your home upside down, you are completely liable for. Screw off. uh, Oh, yes, and don't forget to pay your property taxes. (laughs) Because then we'll steal your home if you don't pay. If you don't continue to pay yeah, the salaries we'll, of the men we'll take that more than ruin the your life, that that are that are now contributing to your uh, d- your disturbed uh, brain hemorrhaged wife staying up late nights 
not being able to get the sleep she was once able to get. Yeah, keep paying up because those guys got to keep eating donuts. Incredible. Where does it end? When will it stop? When will people have the courage to stop paying these these folks? When will it happen? And, you know, that was around Christmas time. Uh, it's incredible to think that some Christians think that the state is justified. Well, that yeah. goes back to the conversation you were, we were having earlier about Christians in the state and how yeah. how can somebody call themselves a Christian and the, you know to a Christian the Ten Commandments are the highest of laws thou right. shalt not steal which is w- what the state does inherently exactly. and thou shalt not kill which is the threat that the state makes in uh, behind all of its programs not only that the state does actively kill I mean it's going on all uh, state killings are going on all across the country absolutely or all across the world excuse Excuse me. Uh, the state has been responsible for the murder of millions of people in the, tw- in the 20th century alone. So the idea that one could be a Christian and at the same time support the coercive apparatus known as the state is complete nonsense to me. At least it should be that way to any real Christian. Not okay. that I'm a real Christian or anything. You I was it. once. You said it well. I'm angry. Yes. Hey, Guard, thanks for coming out tonight. Thank you, brother. And, Mark, thanks to you as well. Well, thanks. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Get on the ground, mother... You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to Child Protective Services. You're busted for possession of marijuana. Hi, I'm Barry Cooper, ex-narcotics officer trained by the DEA. My DVD, Never Get Busted, has recently received world attention. I switched sides and I'm now touring America with the message to end this war on people that has been labeled the war on drugs. Go to Barry's website, NeverGetBusted.com, and order your DVD to Never Get Busted. On it, I'll teach you secret drug enforcement tactics and how to avoid narcotics profiling, how to conceal your stash, and I'll teach you how to fool drug dogs every time. I'll teach you how police know when you're lying. You'll get to go on patrol with me and watch actual marijuana arrest on the highway and learn the mistakes citizens made that landed them in jail. Go to NeverGetBusted.com and arm yourself with the information you need so you'll never have to hear these words. Get on the ground, mother... You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to jail. Log on to NeverGetBusted.com.